Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help. I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Hi, Tom Martino here. Oh, do I love Friday. Not because... A weekend is coming up because it's car day and we talk about cars. We love them. We hate them. It's not all we talk about. So you stay on the line if you're calling about anything else. We always take problems, complaints, uh, reviews, concerns, comments, grievances. We always take those on the air on every topic. But on Friday, we go into our mailbag. We go into our email inbox. We go into, uh, and we have a lot uh, ask you to call in about cars because we emphasize cars, okay? The reason is we do that so we wouldn't have them every single hour of every single day. And it used to be that's what happened. But, you know, I started thinking about car day. And I started thinking about all the problems we used to have. Do you know, as a consumer advocate working for TV and then radio and both, Car problems were the number one complaint. Did you know that? That was in the day. Let's see. I got here in about 80 and let, didn't leave yet. But uh, so, so cars, number one, buying cars, mechanics, all of that. Do you know what the second problem was? By the way, our number is 303. 303- 713-TALK, 303-713-8255. We're live on Facebook, live on YouTube, on the iHeartRadio app, and also all over the place in podcasts. So if you're listening, you want to call at any time where we'll get back to you if you leave a number, and I have somebody who did that. It's 303-MARTINO, 303-627-8466. But, but since I've been here a long time, only almost 40 years, and I'm 66 years old, um, but I feel marvelous. Anyway, let's put it this way. The number two complaint you'll never believe. What do you think the number two? Jeff Vick, Kimmer Transmission, you're here to stop by to say hi today. Who do you think? What do you think? Number one complaint, cars. Mark, what do you think? Back in the day, now you didn't start working me for what about- year? What, what year? Well, no, no. I'm talking about like, I started actually consumer advocacy in 73 or 72, but I, I came here in 80. So I'm asking, what do you think the number one complaint was? It was cars. What was the number two complaint? In 1980. Yeah, or, and, and for several years after that. Yeah. Um, I remember. Number one was cars. Number two is what? Man, people got unsolicited faxes left and right in the late The 80s. number two complaint was mail order. Remember? Mail order. Can, nobody does mail order anymore. That I mean, literally mail order. You know, That's you'd crazy. order something through and the mail. And not get it? Yeah. Yeah, or mail order scams and schemes, and now of course, does, you know, I guess I guess Amazon could be considered mail order, right? Technically, but I meant like good old fashioned mail order. These these offers, this one offer was incredible: a free, a free piano, a free piano. If you did something, I forget what you had to do. 
And the piano, I swear to you, was the size of a pack of cigarettes, plastic, and it took a double A battery. And you touch the little buttons up, beep, 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 beep. And that was the, oh, because they said electric piano, free. And they had a picture of an electric piano. It said free electric piano. They didn't say this one. Anyway, uh, let, let me just get to the phones here. Tyler is an example of how we get back to people when they call us. By the way, I don't know if this is going to help Tyler, but this hour is brought to you by Panacea CBD products, the products that actually work. Uh, do you have pain, Tyler? Because CBD and pan- Panacea, by the way, to order that, you can go to helpmypaincbd.com. And also, of course, uh, it's good for sleep and anxiety and stuff. So, Tyler, what is a smelly car? It reminds me of the Friends episode with smelly cat, smelly cat. And you have a smelly car. How? What? What's the smell? Good morning, Tom. Hey. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I took my vehicle in that was under warranty. Uh, it was two years old, 19,000 miles. 19,000 miles, two years old. What kind? It was a Jeep. It was a Jeep Grand Cherokee, the top-of-the-line Summit. Beautiful, and, absolutely yeah, beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and when did you take it in for – what problem did you take it in for? Okay, so over the summer, you know, it was blowing hot and cold air, and it got bad enough that I made an appointment, took it in, took it in at the prescribed time at 7.30 a.m., got a call at 4.30, hey – we got to your vehicle, but uh, we couldn't find anything. But we went ahead and got rid of the smell for you and put some stuff in it. I don't know what it is. Okay, but I'm wait like, a minute. No, did you, Tyler, did you even mention there was a smell or they said that on their own? Did not. I, all I said was it was going from hot to cold, you know. As I okay. Was and they it, said, so. by the way, we got rid of that odor. Oh, my God. What did they do? Did they perfume the heck out of it? I, yeah, it, uh, it, you know, the, the, the stuff that, that smells in your portable toilets, the blue stuff that you're – when you walk into a portable toilet, you're glad it has Oh, my God. I think they like add it. Don't they add it right into the Freon, Al, the deodorizer for the ACs? No, that's in, it's sealed, so they blow it into the inlet, into the blower. Just through the ducts. Fridge Fresh is one that's used a lot. It's pretty strong. Got it. It'll Did they you charge up. you for no it, idea. Tyler? They did not. Then they, what are you complaining you for? You got free well, stuff. <laughs> well, right, right, right. So I get there. I'm like, okay, fine. I pick up the car. I immediately get in. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, this is not okay. So I go back in, talk to the How bad? How bad? How bad, though? Seriously, how bad? Burning eyes. Oh, my bad. God. Uh, it sticks, sticks to your clothes bad. Oh, okay. my wife is so That's sensitive so- to smells. I swear to you, she is so sensitive. If but and and I can't even imagine if a guy is telling me this because most of the time women are more sensitive to this, you know. Um, so I'm okay with a little bit of a smell. What I want to know is right, this. But- what I want to know is this. How long ago was that incident that when September. they did it? September. September. Okay. And now, did they? Did you try to get the smell out? Are you calling because basically they damaged the car? Are we getting right to that? Yes, sir. So I, I immediately took it back. I took it back the next day because he talked me into. They hey, were nuts you know, to this, do this without this your permission. Dissipate. This is what he said. Yeah. This what he's saying. Dissipate. What? I'm like, okay, all right, fine. I take it back the next day. Yeah. He he says you have a predisposed. Oh, what did he say verbatim? You have a predisposed notion that your car smells. I'm like, no, buddy. 
you know, this stuff. No, what he's saying throat. is, what he's saying is, because they treated it, you're just now overly sensitive, looking for a reason, looking for a problem. Yeah, but what's the issue? He, oh, the issue is he takes his car in. No, no, to, no. I'm saying, so what now? It'll yeah. wear off at some point, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is this truly? Think? Is this truly what we call damage? What do you think? Well, let me talk for just a moment. I drove the car immediately. Up and down, we over here in Grand Junction, we have an interstate that runs quite a few miles. I drove it for two and a half to three hours with the windows down at 100 degrees with the air conditioner on high, trying to dissipate this. Okay? Yeah. It does not go away. I took it down the next day. He talked me into, again, just wait over the weekend. So I'm a realtor. I go over the weekend to take somebody out. The little old lady gets in the car. She's not a block away. She's like, I can't ride in your car. Oh, my gosh. So I was car. just going to ask. I was just going to ask, would anyone else really feel this? And you're telling me for sure. Yeah, I use this car for business. So, so I take it down. I throw, the, throw the keys in the box. I, I write Okay, nice rather, letter, hey, listen, we get it. Let's just, listen, I, I know you're telling good stories, but rather than tell stories, let's just say this. They they did a fumigation of your car somehow, and it and it just, it's now saturated with this odor you can't stand, and everyone notices, and this is very difficult for you. I get it. So the question is, what do we do about it? What is the name of the dealer or or service or whatever? It's Grand Junction Chrysler Jeep Dodge. Okay, so hold on, and because I want to know, hold on, ultimately, where are we now? What have they offered to do, if anything? And is this truly a damage? You know, I've heard of these things that almost always get odors out. They don't cover the droplets. They eliminate them. I'll talk, when I talk about droplets, I'll explain that coming up. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. Where are we right now? Okay, we don't have to we don't have to go over. Tyler uh, has convinced us. So for argument's sake, we're going to say he took his car to a dealer for service. They took it upon themselves to deodorize or fumigate it, and he says now it's terrible. It's terrible. So, uh, Tyler, first and foremost, what does the dealer say? The latest, what do they say they will do? All right. Well, I, I, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Do they, they say they, that? I, do I, they I say, a, we don't think it's a problem and it's in your head, kind of? Is that what, the, what they're insinuating? Exactly. Okay. Well, Suzanne? Didn't you trade the vehicle in? Yes. I, I, I didn't want to overtalk Tom. You know, I, 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 you know Tyler, I really gave I, you I, enough I, time I to say anything you want, but okay. Yeah. So I'm going to give you, listen, I'm going to give you a whole minute right now to summarize why you called if you traded it. Go ahead, sir. Okay, so I take, took it in several times. All the dealership said was, hey, uh, there's nothing wrong with your air conditioner, and they refused to even acknowledge it. I took it up the chain of command to the manager and whatnot. Last time I got it back, very despondent. I took it into a professional cleaner. They clean the interior, and they put it in the ozonator or whatever that they turn it on, and it gets rid of all of the, the smell. They had to do it twice, by the way. I got the car back, paid them $250, uh, and the car, indeed, when I got in, I was like elated. There was a little bit of a smell, but not bad. It was like, okay, you know, so I don't have my brand-new car anymore. Started the car, turned the air conditioner on, going down, and it wafted out of the, the vents, you know, again. So I went and I drove down to the Ford dealership down the road and traded it in. 
Uh, it does, and one of the big things is that I was an idiot. I was okay. So, so you're at a minute car. now, but hold on, you're at a minute now, and again, you you explained all of this except the part about trading in. So now you traded in, but now I need to know what did you? What were you hoping we can do? Well, I was wondering, do I have any legal recourse whatsoever? Okay. I mean, First of all, I'm not going to speak you know, about legal recourse. Let's just say recourse in general. Let's just talk okay, from a practical ahead. standpoint. You no longer even have the car. Here's what you would have to do. Listen carefully. This is what you have to do, not them. You have to prove that that odor first was caused by their treatment. That's going to be pretty easy. Then you're going to have to show that that odor could not be removed and then you're going to have to show that it devalued the car how can we do that how there's no way for you to quantify your damage so i'm saying you don't have a case in hell i i mean i don't even i don't know what you plan on doing what you should have done is had it appraised and asked an appraiser is this deal affected but the truth of the matter is tyler your your, your value wasn't affected I'll get, I'll, if you tell me what it was and how much you traded it in on another car, I don't know how you are at, at car dealing, but I will say that for my gut is saying you didn't lose a dime. Did anyone say to you, by the way, we're going to have to give you a lot less for this because of the smell? Of course not. Yeah. So how would you quantify the damage? Here's the real sad well, part. If oh, go, go ahead quantifying it that I, I was an idiot and bought a $5,800 lifetime zero deductible warranty for it because I was going to keep this car forever. Well, you can get your money back on that. Cars. You can get the unused part of that. Uh, well, they only given me $2,000 less. Yeah. So they prorated it? And prorated it from, yeah. And although there was a full warranty so, on hold on, it, hold on. they it, won't give me the But here, here's the deal though, Tyler. That warranty, here's what they're going to say. Let's take neutral party. I'm going to pretend I'm neutral here. I will say this. Okay, you, you bought a warranty. You traded in your car. What, the, you know, you, you, can't, you can't argue about the proration of a warranty because you traded in your car. You said you were going to keep it. You know, are you positive this smell couldn't be removed? I'm going to tell you this. I can trot out five experts that will all say there is not an odor in the world that can't be removed at all. And you know what, Tyler? Had you gone to Pro Auto Care, the smell would have been gone. And, and, and I, I know you're, you're thinking, right. oh, no, 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 no. Everyone says that. What year was that car, man? It was two years old. So he here's a funny part. Nineteen thousand. He miles. got zero benefit out of that warranty because it was covered by the manufacturer. I know. I know. Zero. Doesn't matter. Uh, listen, Tyler. I didn't. I know you didn't call for bad news. This is truly a good discussion. It really is, and I'll tell you why. You're not the only one that has done this. We have people that get frustrated with their vehicles, or that, let's say they were damaged. We had a guy, he said it was damaged, it didn't drive right, he had to trade it in. He wanted money after that. Once you get rid of the car, it's almost impossible to quantify any loss. But, but, but let's just talk to the odor, yeah. because they would have an expert like Al Aramison. Mm-hmm. And, and what would you say about an odor that cannot be removed? So what he's talking, they sprayed a disinfectant. And, and you know what? He, yeah. When he said they fired it back up again... Yeah. That told me it was in the ductwork. Go ahead. Yeah, so in the ductwork, it's all made of plastic. Every single part of it, the evaporator coil is aluminum. There's one part in here, a cabin filter. 
And most people, when they spray that, you have to do it in the inlet. Well, guess what? The cabin filter is the inlet. It's fabric. And they that don't stuff, remove it or they, they don't replace it. They probably it. did it real quick. They never charged them. So they stuck it underneath the glove box, held it there for about 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and it's all saturated on that cabin filter. But That's what my we're guess. saying is if That's you did guess. not get a new filter, yeah. you did not. You it would did. never get a deodorant. You'd never get it out of there. The smell You got a new cabin spray. filter? Yeah, they, they claimed that they put a new cabin. Well, they right didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Do you know, isn't it hard to get to that? Yeah, you have to drop the glove box on that Yeah, they, they, do you realize they what did. they would have to have done? I don't think they did it. I don't. You know what? And yeah, you didn't give me the news that I wanted, but you gave me the, the straight poop. I can go on with my life now and not, not look back. I just won't use it. I think the moral ever. to yeah, this story is you don't I buy an aftermarket warranty. This is a perfect example. Oh, no, you never it's buy it. It's worth You never buy on a new car. You never buy it. No, you wait. It was from wait. Mopar. It was from the bumper to bumper, so bumper yeah, on yeah. that vehicle. You don't, here's why. We're, not, we're saying if you want to buy a warranty, buy it at the end of the factory warranty. And if people say Amen. you'll never get this deal again, they're, they're lying. lying. They're lying. Yeah. It it's, runs that okay. warranty you bought runs parallel with yeah. the actual so warranty. It's concurrent worthless. coverage, yeah, they right. call so it. So now you're driving a Ford? What did you buy? Yeah, yeah, F one fifty. Yeah, the, oh, the ironic my. thing is, I found out. What's well, better than a Jeep? Place down the street is the same. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Exact owner. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, listen. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen, I would have loved to see your car and smell it. Right now, where is it? Is it on a lot somewhere? I have no idea. Man, it, I would. I, would uh, I, I, I went and looked for it once. It's gone. I was going to ask you to drive line. over so we could uh, whiff it. Isn't it in Grand Junction or Durango yeah, or something? Yeah, I guess it's on the western Do a sniff test on it. 303-713-TALK. Okay, now, who's fir- who was first, Randy or Lynn? I just want to make sure. Okay, so we'll go to Lynn. Lynn, what's happening? Um, in December um, of 2017, I had um, laminate flooring installed in my a condo. Yeah. And um, and this was 2013, did you say? Did I hear that? No, 2017. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. And um, I have been trying to work with the the company that I paid 100% to the one the place that had the laminate and they hired the people to install it. Yeah, you know, a lot of times a they do, a lot of times they do that. They they have subs that install. Even right. Simply Floors Inc does, but they have only approved subs, uh, subcontractors that they know and love. But what I want to know is this, Lynn. Do you have a problem with the floor or with the installation or both? Well, I found the after fight with because uh, the company won't do anything about it. Yeah, but you didn't tell us what, what the so, it is. You said the company won't do anything about it, but oh, we haven't heard the sorry, problem. My floor is the floor is lifting in the hallway. It, it rolls. Um. There's, matter of fact, it's cracked now in my kitchen. Do you mean at um, the seams? Do you mean at the seams it kind of lifts a little? Yeah. They say 20% of it is lifted because Shaw sent out a, a flooring inspector. Yeah, the, the, the guy did not. 
the guy did not float it correctly. Right. So they, the, they, I, because I finally I was working with Shaw to see who was at fault because it was a Shaw product, and the owner of the company that I bought it from wouldn't, he wouldn't take my calls anymore. He told me never to contact him again. Who is the company? And, Where'd you buy this? I bought it at Carpet Depot. Okay, listen. Um, did you have a warranty on anything? Yes, there's a warranty still on the floor. On the floor material. What about installation? I don't know if it came with one. Did you have an actual independent floor inspector? If so, I need to see that or you need to tell me about it. We got, we'll take this and more. Randy wants to talk about real estate settlement. Whatever's on your mind, plus cars, cars, vehicles, whatever. Call us, 303-713-TALK. Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Renew Home Innovations has the push on for this month. They committed to their manufacturer that they would do like some ridiculous amount of bathrooms. Now, they have all the crews to do it, like 100 bathrooms. And then it gets special pricing from the manufacturer. So then they can pass it on to you because it's uh, National Kitchen and Bath Month. So here's the bottom line. They're down to like 35 jobs they have to fill so they're giving special discounts and free stuff seriously call for more this is the best shower you'll ever see color choreographed by renew home innovations 303-904-2000 303-904-2000 renew home innovations.com so let's talk to uh lynn because she she started with the problem and 2017 laminate she pays to Carpet Depot. Carpet Depot says, don't talk to us anymore because she's having problems with it lifting. So you either have an installation or you have a product problem or a combination. So what I want to know, did you have a professional independent carpet inspector or, you know, floor inspector? I'm sorry. Yes. Shaw sent out someone to look at it. No, that's and, not. Um, indepe- he- that's OK. Oh. That's not independent. Yeah. But is Shaw the floor covering you have? Yeah, it's, it's a Shaw product. Okay, then I'm going to tell you that most of the time, probably 98% of the time, it's not going to be Shaw because they have pretty damn good quality. So They're going to say it was installation. Of, well, yeah, but I don't know. If, do you think, Mark, when the manufacturer sends out someone, they're going to lie? Do you think they would out and out lie? I don't know the benefit. Shaw's pretty good company. So here's what I want to know. What did the Shaw inspector say? He said it was the installation. (laughs) Okay, now, I would go with it. So, the installer, did you get any warranty on the installation? I don't know if I have that. Did Carpet Depot say to you, we don't have any little peeps in today, no no deputies today. But if it wasn't installed properly, even if it didn't have a warranty, it still needs to be installed properly to begin with. The warranty is going to be for issues coming up later. Yeah, the point is, Lynn, you can't. You got to get it fixed. How much have you had it estimated as to what it would cost to fix? No, because um, I haven't. Um, it's actually the board in the kitchen. I tripped on it. It's actually broke. Um, no, I I'm just asking. Ask, what does that have to do with getting no, an I estimate? Haven't. How many square no, feet have to be redone? Um, they say it's over twenty percent, but it covers. Um, like my kitchen, my living room, my bedroom. Who's, that was 20% okay. of stuff that they didn't move. I want to know 
if you can replace just what's buckling or is the whole thing defective? I don't know. I mean, did they outline the actual uh, details of the defective job? Did they say, here's why it's defective? Um, That's a yes or a no easily. Did they outline? I don't know. Do you well, have their you, report? have the write-up, yes. Send it to us. To send send yeah. it. Or did you already do that? I already did that. All right, yeah. I'm going to look he, at he it. He wrote up the whole thing, and they right. took pictures of I'm going to I'm going to look at it. 303-713-TALK. Okay. Suzanne? Tommy, Big Bear Flooring emailed saying it could be water damage. Yeah, of course, but she's never going to say there was water on it, ever. Or you mean water damage before they put it down? Listen, would Big Bear look at it or have someone look at it? I can ask him. I'd like to see their... Get uh, Send that inspection to me. Randy, welcome to the Tom Martino Show or the Troubleshooter Show uh, because there's more than one troubleshooter now. What's going on, Randy? Hey, Tom, how you doing? Good, man. What's happening? Good, man. What's happening? Okay. Um, it's a long story. We'll make it short. By the way, by the way, if you're driving and you need Bluetooth, that's why we're getting this echo. If you're not, could you get it off of there? Hello? Are you there? Yeah, that's there? so much better. Thank you. I just didn't okay. want to endanger you. So, Randy, go ahead. Okay, my mom passed away last year in August unexpectedly. She had a will. She wasn't signed, so we had to assign a personal representative or an executive representative, which was supposed to be me. My sister threw a fit, so to avoid conflict, I let her deal with it while she changed everything that was supposed to go on. Uh, we ended up selling the house that I was living in that was supposed to be my house. She... Well, here's the problem, okay? Let me just say this, and you can finish. Without a signed will, she didn't change anything. And she still has to be fair. How many heirs are there? Uh, Myself, my sister, and my brother. So three of you. Did she take... Yes. Was she unfair? Um, I believe she was very unfair, yes. Because even Um, without a will, will, she has to be fair. And somehow you're upset about it. So here's what I want. I want to talk to our attorney, um, Blake Blake Harris, MileHighEstatePlanning.com. Blake deals with estates, wills, probate, trusts, irrevocable trusts, and revocable trusts. So all of that stuff. So this is going to be easy peasy for him. Hey, Blake, listen, the, the mom dies. They have an unsigned will. It's unsigned, so it doesn't really matter. So they opened up a probate. The sister is the uh, the personal representative. Now, Randy was about to tell us why he did not like what went on. So uh, tell us, excuse, uh, not Randy, um, tell us what, oh, is it Randy? Yes, it is. I'm sorry. I thought it was about real estate. It's not. It's a state. Okay. So Randy, tell us the top three reasons or, or one of the big glaring errors that you believe or uh, something wrong or illegal or unethical. Go ahead. Um, well, like you said, the will wasn't signed, but she, what my mom wanted, my sister didn't end up doing. We Randy, sold my house. Listen, Randy, mine. Randy, please don't say what your mother wanted right now just for this discussion. What I need okay. is for you to tell me what you didn't like. You said the house was supposed to be yours? Yes. And, and they sold it, right? Yes, yes. We just sold it. Um, you were supposed, your mom wanted you to live in it the rest of your life? Correct. Okay, so the number one problem is they sold the house out from under you. But here's what I want to know. Blake Harris, one thing at a time. If there's no will and there's three siblings, how can the personal representative decide by herself 
to sell the house? What if what if I didn't want it sold? So the court wants the power to decide what happens to a state vested in one person or one individual. So it's up to the three siblings to decide among themselves who's going to serve as personal representative. Once the court gives an individual the key, the power to be personal representative, it is their decision as to which assets are liquidated, and which assets are given. So you mean to tell me that you, it's not a vote? If there are 10 siblings <laughs> and one is the personal representative and she says, I'm going to sell it all, she can do that. So the 10 siblings, they can all argue over who's going to be the personal representative. But once one person has been chosen as personal representative, it's pretty much their say how the estate is administered. Okay, so what if I say this? I have three siblings. I'm the personal representative, um, or there's three of us. I'm one of the three. I'm the personal representative. And I say all of the assets are going to me. No, you cannot You cannot do that. Well, you why? You still have to distribute. You still have to you can liquidate assets as you see necessary. You can decide which gets liquidated, ah. which gets distributed outright to beneficiary. But you still have to distribute the property in accordance with the intestacy law. So it's up to you whether you give a beneficiary. So does a it card. have to be distributed equally among the three? Yes, and when the absence of a will, it goes equally to the children. So it has to be equal to the children. However, the personal representative can decide whether to give somebody a home or cash or what form. Right. I get you. I get you, Randy. Exactly. Randy, they they might say, here's some art, and then they have to agree on a value. That's going to be your share, and then I'll take this car and stuff like that, right? Correct. Now, can the personal representative assign a value to it so they can give them a painting and say, you get the painting, I get the Ferrari? Right, and then you have a you as a beneficiary have a right to object to the value that somebody places on. The but item not, if you're the, not, happy in, with not it. the intent, but the value and the distribution. Hold on a second, Randy, because what I hear is that what your sister did was technically correct, and you're not satisfied getting your equal share. Is what I think I'm hearing. You want more than your equal share, based on your notion that that's what your mom wanted. Tom Martino here. It's car day today being Friday, but that doesn't mean we just talk about cars as it is evidenced by this issue. It comes down to this. We hear it all the time. Siblings disagree on what should be distributed and how. It's that easy. We have many times, Randy, this has happened many times, where somebody will say, well, mom wanted this. Mom wanted that. The other one say, no, mom wanted this or mom wanted that. And without a will signed, there's nothing you can do about it except make sure it's done fairly and equitably. And then when you guys pick the personal representative, you gave that representative the power of liquidating property or trading property. Blake Harris says, however, even in the liquidation process, they have to be fair. Uh, Blake Harris is with MileHighEstatePlanning.com, MileHighEstatePlanning.com. So, and if people care, I'll give his number out after this, because this is important stuff. We get questions every day. Now, Randy, uh, the way Blake explained it, what your sister is doing is not wrong unless it was distributed in a lopsided way. But I get the feeling that you wanted the whole house because that's what mom wanted. Correct. But it's already done and over with. So what my real issue is, Tom, is that 
the lawyer sent me a letter saying that everything was completed and that I'd be getting a, a chunk of the money from the, from the house that got sold. And it was a, it was a pretty low amount for, for what the, the how much How for. much uh, was the estate worth? If you take the equity in the house and anything else of value and you subtract the bills, how much did you have? Worth the damn. Well, the household for ninety. The household for ninety three, and it was already paid off. There was it was paid off house. Okay, so how much uh, were there other bills or assets? That's what I tried to find out because the number I got was so low. I okay. called the lawyer. So, hold on a sec. Let's just I need to find another lawyer. Well, uh, he doesn't want to be accused of doing wrong. But what does he mean? Find another meaning that he's representing the estate, not you personally. Was did he say something like that? Well, he, he's our lawyer. We hired for all this to go on. I understand, but he won't talk to any want. one of you about your particular concern. So you should have each gotten about 91, a 31. What did you end up getting? 14. Holy crap. Hey, Blake. And that- when I called the lawyer, I asked him for receipts and hours because he said, oh, she put in hours and receipts. Well, I said, I want copies of this. Blake. He said, I'm not releasing it. To now, you did, did each of you get the same, Randy? Um, my brother got um, a little bit more than me. I think like a couple thousand more. Yeah, but that, and I'm sure my sister made out great. Yeah, but what do you mean you're sure? Ask for an accounting. I, exactly. Really As a right. Because it, it sounds to me like this attorney took fifty grand in in, in a fees. It's exactly. Exactly. That's. I just want information on the receipts. What's the of what name? Money was what's taken. the name of the attorney, Randy? His name is, uh, his real name is Clayton. He doesn't like that name, so he goes by Todd Kettlecamp. How'd you find him? Um, uh, he was referred to me by somebody else who just had a family member pass away recently. So you're the one that, you're the one that picked him. Your sister didn't pick him, you did. Yeah, exactly. Well, Randy, and anyone listening, next time, com. Blake Harris. Now listen, listen, this is important. You have every right to get a complete, detailed accounting. Right, Blake? Yes, absolutely. You as a beneficiary have a right to an accounting, and there should have been an accounting filed. Now, if that attorney says no, then you tell him this, okay? Listen carefully. You're going to go to the Supreme Court Oversight Committee, and you're going to lodge an official complaint, and I am too, okay? Okay. Now, you call him for— another issue, Tom. What's the other issue? The other issue is I signed the receipt and release form to get that money, and he said as soon as the office gets that that release and receipt. All right, hold on. Just hold on. Blake Harris, 720. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 924-6171. See if we can call Blake back. But Randy, we're going to go to another call or two and then come back to you. So hang on. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Help me if you can. Hi, Tom Martino here. Welcome to the show. 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. 
This hour brought to you by Panacea Life Sciences. Panacea CBD products because they work. God, I can't believe how stiff I was today for working out and running and all that. And then, or walking fast. And I took one of these. I swear to you, it's, it's an amazing thing for pain. Now, you know, CBD is out there now. It's legal. Please get a product that works. There are so many claims. I mean, even Walgreens, they have this crap on the shelves. Please trust me when I tell you, we've been through dozens of them. Panacea works. Helpmypaincbd.com. How about that? Helpmypaincbd.com. Also good for anxiety and sleep and all that. Okay, so listen, um, we got John Fuller on right now. Is he on? Should I take him? Okay. John Fuller, attorney at law. Is a personal injury expert, uh, especially car accidents and stuff like that. But but he does all forms of personal injury. He's on the line to listen to this problem. John Fuller, thanks for being here. And let's go to Brandon. Brandon, tell your story, sir. You have uh, you have John Fuller listening, and he's pretty good at what he does. We've all used him. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, can can you guys hear me? Yeah, okay? we can hear you. Yes, John. All right. Yes, sir. Okay, he's listening. Go ahead. Okay, so my daughter was at one of those gym drop-off daycares where the parents go work out, drop their kid off at the gym daycare. I was not there, but her mom was. One of the employees in this daycare, her job is to watch over the kids, keep them safe, so on and so forth. Somehow, tripped, I'm not sure where we know real footage, but she fell on top of my daughter. She's three and a half years old. Um, and snapped her femur. She what did so, what to her femur? She broke it. It snapped. And a, a, a three and a half year old? That's a very difficult thing to do. Wow. Okay, so yeah, what she, what was hold on. What's what's really important is this, all right? What okay. did they do right after that? That's the disappointing thing. So let me give you just a, a little bit more of the story. Her mom, uh, she's my girlfriend, Ryan's mom. Works there as well in the same daycare. And so she saw most of it. And then after this lady basically rolled off of rain, everybody, no one took it serious. Apparently, Ashley, that's Rain's mom again, she ran over. She thought something was Wait, wrong. She was the little was the little girl cry, was the little girl crying? Oh, she was screaming. Now listen, murder. I want to say something. I, okay, listen, Brandon. If they didn't take it seriously and they laughed and they said it's probably not serious or who cares, I don't care. As long as they took appropriate action, you know, they in the in the in immediately. In other words, they could say, you know what, okay. I'm calling the ambulance right now, but I don't think it's anything, and I don't care. Did they call the ambulance? Well, Did they, they call? Didn't. No, Rain's mom had to call. She went to the front desk to ask them to call the ambulance. Right, so was your was the mom there? Was the mom there at the time yes. this happened? Yes. Was okay. she working at the time? Working out, or so was she, she in the daycare? No. She also works in that daycare. So one of the perks of being an employee is you can bring your kid while you work. Okay. So what I'm saying she is, with this lady, there was no delay in getting help. Because the mom was there. Can we say that's an accurate statement? Sure. Then, 
It doesn't matter what that woman said. See, that matters because we get angry. And I want to make a distinction. Maybe John might disagree with me. But you know what? We get so many calls about injury because someone did something stupid. For example, somebody falls in a grocery store and a guy says, you better watch your step. Or, Ben, are you always that clumsy? Or, hey, have a nice trip. Okay. But the injuries turn out to be nothing or... That comment had nothing to do with the injury. So I, I before we sure. go on, before we go on, I want to ask John. John, and I'm serious now. Does the attitude of the people, just the attitude, not the actions, does the attitude mean anything in a personal injury case? Very rarely. It, you couldn't get maybe punitive damages or egregious if someone uh, was injured. No, that, that, I mean. You're right, it does come up quite a bit, and people take great offense, and it motivates them, and it it guides them and their attitudes throughout the whole litigation process, but it largely is not going to be something that is very compensable to get yeah, I just want to say, too. Hold on. I, I just want to hear what he says. See, when you call, uh, I appreciate you calling, Brandon. It's also for people listening on different issues, and this comes up sure. so much. John, just finish that, and then we'll ask a specific so, question. In, sure. In, in Colorado, the issue of punitive damages requires that the conduct be, you know, a step above negligence. It has to fall into kind of a gross negligence, which is borderline intentional conduct. So... It's not something that just being rude or yeah. insensitive or yeah. something like that will get you to. It's a, it's a whole separate level of negligence okay. that, that almost gets into intentional. John Fuller, you're listening to. So, Brandon, keep going. So, let's go. So, mom calls for help. Keep going. Yeah, mom calls for help. Ambulance shows up. And, I mean, the, the whole attitude thing is only a minor detail. I realize that's more of a moral thing. It's just... And, the basic version is one of their employees fell on my daughter, broke her leg. She had to get surgery. She had to get these metal titanium rods drilled into her femur to put it back together. We have to have surgery to get them taken out. I mean, huge medical bills, a huge thing. Now, it's I want to ask this thing. on a three year old. I mean, this could be I mean, this could be life changing if she had pins and all yeah. of that. What happens as she grows? So that was the other danger, and I had the medical staff put that in her medical reports, that there is a chance that her legs could grow unevenly, and that would cause hip problems, back problems, um, and that would then result in more surgery. So this is potentially a long-term injury as well as short-term. Well, it could be life-changing. Now, Brandon, I'm not one to try to just heap on damages and and scare tactics, but when you injure a a child, it is... It gives yeah. the jury, really, I'm serious about this, the jury gets to dream. They get to daydream. It's a lot different than injuring somebody 70 years old. So, John Fuller, right. is that kind of correct that it's up in the air? Well, I have a couple questions. Now, was your wife or girlfriend working at the time, or was she there working out on her own time? She was there working as well. She works in the same daycare. She was, uh, Does she and, work and, in the same room? Yes. Okay, so I'm, I'm good with that. But there's, this is a benefit that the employer provides you guys. You're not paying for the time that your daughter yeah. is in the daycare, correct? Right. Okay, but it's other people... Being an employee. Do other people pay? 
I believe it's included in their gym membership. I'm okay. not entirely certain. Okay, John. Okay. And 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 did you guys have to sign any sort of release prior to leaving your child there? No, no waiver, no no. Um, I mean, they have it documented that she was there, but there was no liability waiver signs or anything like that. Brandon, I find that almost impossible to believe that they do a level of daycare of they, any kind without anything being signed. Yeah, they probably didn't well, sign for have, it that day, but in the past. I don't know. John? They have a liability waiver, and from what Ashley's told me is she actually just, she never signed it, and they never made her sign it. Okay, so that's, that's an interesting yep. little fact. Most of John, even though John, let's interpretation of a contract. Okay, th- that's what I was going to say. It it gets down to an interpretation, but let's just put this this out there too. Even with a waiver, you can be successful in a personal injury claim, right? Yeah, yeah you can. It just depends on the language of that, you know, of of that waiver and the fact that it's a gratuitous service. It's a perk of of the employment does change the analysis because it, it, it somewhat changes her status on the property. You know, these are kind of a blend between negligence and premises liability cases, Tom. And so you've got to constantly be analyzing, you know, kind of both fronts. Is it a straight negligence action against the employee? Um, you know, you, you, you get into some... Right. Um, I understand. You know, some, some different issues there. Now, John... It's probably that... straighter a premises liability case. Okay, so, but which is worse than kind of, I, I don't know, but... Well, you have to show a dangerous condition, and the dangerous condition could be more broadly defined as, you know, clutter in the play area, a poor layout of the play area that the... Well, that did I, she I trip on something, Brandon? Trip. Did she trip so on here, something? So right, so here's another piece of the puzzle. So this woman who fell on her is, A, she probably shouldn't be working there. She has some sort of disability where she's limited to what she can do. She can't bear weight, so she can't pick up kids. She yeah, yeah, Brandon, Brandon, I want to get to the, the day. I want to get to, did she trip over anything? Is she clumsy? Is she drunk? Go ahead. I mean, whether or not she's clumsy, I guess, would be up to interpretation. I would say yes. Did she, she trip, trip over, over anything? It, so from what I understand, Rain and her bumped into each other, and she tripped over Rain and fell on top of her. Okay. John, couldn't you just make a negligence case that that employee was negligent for not watching out for little kids? Yeah, you, you can. It's a, uh, you know, negligence is duty, breach, causation, and damages. This has great damages. And it has great duty. It's got duty and breach. You're supposed to watch my kids, not watch, not overlook them. You're supposed to look over. Yeah, I I agree. I I think all the elements are probably there. John, you can use Um, that line in your summation. uh, I'll I'll be sure to do that. Okay, thanks. I can just get the recording on that. Okay. I'll make sure to use that. (laughs) No, I, I think it's a, it's an interesting case. It's got a lot of little elements to it that can change things. Um, but I think generally speaking, it would be a lot clearer if he was just simply a customer of the gym and and it wasn't it didn't bring the employment status in there because that does it does change things. How how exactly we're running over time, but I need to know how exactly does it change that they are they are invited as opposed to paying? Because it changes the status of their their status on the property, and again, we're talking in a premises type concept 
where it changes between a licensee and an invitee status. And, and once you change that status, it changes the legal requirements for them to be held liable. So on an invitee status, it's a new or should have known type, type dangerous condition where you could argue about the clumsiness of the employee and the layout and all those different things. In a licensee setting, it, it, it requires actual knowledge of the dangerous condition. So it can very seriously change the analysis of, of that employer's culpability. All right, I, I get it. John Fuller, 303-597-4500. Brandon, you need to go see them, uh, see or have mom and daughter go see him for an initial consultation. Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK. Randy. Uh, oh, no, not Randy. Yeah, I'll come back to you, Randy. Okay, so uh, when we left off with you, Randy, your mom passed, and the sister is the personal representative, and things were divided up. And then you had another question, because um, you said out of the $93,000 you uh, divided by three, you got fourteen grand. Randy, it sounds to me like you have a totally, totally um, weird story, meaning, you, it, uh, no, not weird. I think there, there's something there is what I'm saying. And if I were you, I would demand a full and final se- uh, details of accounting, not final, but full detailed accounting of the estate, how it was valued and distributed. If this attorney says no, that attorney was the estate's attorney and is obligated to do that. Yes, I told him that, and he said he was not going to do it without a lawyer. And But wait a minute. I, Did he say, you got to tell me, because here's the last thing in the world I want. And every when people say, well, Tom didn't give me a chance, so I'm giving you a chance. Did anyone get it? Did your sister get it? Did he say, I already provided it to the estate? No, he told me straight up, I am not releasing that information to you unless you get a lawyer. Okay, you're leaving something out, Randy. Okay, and then you're going to say you didn't get a chance to tell me, but you're leaving something out. And what you're leaving out is, he says, I've already provided that to the estate. If your sister's not getting it for you or getting it to you, you're going to have to take it up with an attorney or something to that nature. Or are you flat saying this is what he said? I did not give an accounting to the estate, and I am not going to give an accounting to anyone. He didn't say anyone. He just said he's not going to release now, it to me. Here's here's what I want you to ask. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, but not right this second, unless you could get on right now, okay? But Because I don't want to continue this. Randy, you need, you need to call him back and say, listen, I understand that you don't want to represent any one person. Just tell him, just let him know you understand that you don't want to represent any one person in the estate with a, with a beef. Well, here's all I'm asking. Did you provide to anyone in the estate an accounting of the distribution of assets, the sale and distribution and legal fees? Just ask him. That's all I want to know. Then, and then you say, the reason I want to know is could be because if you did, I'll go to them to get it. Or are you saying, now this is the most important part, or are you saying you refuse to give an accounting to anyone on your legal bill? Okay. Because now, if that's how do I, how the case. How do I get my money? 
Well, you got he's four- refusing to release my money. He's refusing to to release the check, even though he received my receipt and release form, and it was supposed to be within. Three Why days is he refusing? My check. Why is he refusing because now? Now he's saying he's not releasing my check until the descendants' belongings inside of my mom's house, which I could. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We live in now is divided between uh, siblings, and that's not in the that's not in the court paperwork that they're, that they're holding my check. No, no, I know what he's doing, and he's doing what he's doing is correct. Randy, you don't want to hear this, all right? But if that was part of the estate, the stuff in the house, he's saying that if you don't release it, he, they're going to subtract it from your fourteen. But there is nothing to subtract. My sister already went in and got what she wanted months ago. And now what am I then why, my door? Then why does he then why does he believe that it hasn't been distributed, the personal property? Be, because my sister told him otherwise. I told him I told him that Randy it already happened. Then he's my doing Randy, in, then he's doing what's has. correct. Randy, he's doing what's correct, and that is there's a controversy, he's not gonna get involved. On the court paperwork, Tom, it doesn't say he can hold my check until the stuff is divided. It doesn't no. even say anything about that. Randy, it doesn't have to. He's doing the right thing. He is not. He is. He, what he he doesn't know what to distribute to you because part of what you keep might come off of that. Now, listen, Randy, I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm not asking you. I, I, I'm telling you this is what's happening. Now, you may not like what's happening. In fact, it may be wrong what is happening, but you can't deny it is happening. Okay, it's it is. Hearsay. It's hearsay. She says one Randy, thing. Randy, and- did you hear what I said? Is it happening <laughs> yes, or not? It is happening, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it sh- and in your mind, it's unfair and should not be happening. You're right. It is hearsay. You're saying it's been distributed. She's saying it has not been distributed. Unfortunately, as the personal representative, she probably has more say. So, technically, this attorney was correct in saying you need to get an attorney. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Or you could just talk to your sister. In fact... I wouldn't mind. I swear to you. I'll bet you Mark would call up and say, you know, sis, look, and this guy's calling and all this. We just wanted to find out off the record. I mean, in other words, we don't know your names or anything. Just what's going on. So, Randy, we'll put that call into your sister. We will. I'd love to hear what she has to say. Hi, Tom Martino here. Hey, it's car day today. What the hell's going on? We got to have car uh, car uh, things going on. We do have one car thing, but it has to do with cars and HOAs. We'll get to that in a second. 303-713-TALK. And Angel's got an employee question or employee problem. What's going on, Angel? Yeah, hi, Tom. Um, just real quick, I, uh, I was working for a company. I gave them two-week notice, and uh, after that, I got... Uh, Three more, uh, three times more they pay me. I tried to reach out. No, 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 no. Say, say, say that again. You got notice. 
No, I left a company. I didn't give him two weeks notice. Oh, you um, did not. I, I, you did not give notice. Okay. Well, I, I did. I did. I did. Oh, you did. Okay. I want oh, those listening. I'm sorry. I'm having problem hearing. I, I want to say this. You're not required to give two weeks notice unless it's part of a contract. But a lot of people think it's the law and it's not. But anyway, let's go ahead. You gave two weeks notice and then what? Yeah, I just gave him out of scholarship. But anyway, I, I got continued to get pay, I got paid three more times after that. I reached out to them. Uh, I couldn't reach out to them. Well, 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 hold on. Well, Getting paid three more times means nothing to me. You need to first explain to me, did you usually get paid weekly? No, I got paid, uh, I got paid twice a month. Every okay. And it was 15. Okay, so, so what you're saying is you get six. paid two times a month. Okay, and you're telling me then for six, two, four, six, for um, or how many times? How like like another month and a half you got paid? Correct. Yes, and and because uh, they went through different uh, pay methods throughout my 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 the years that I worked for them, I don't really know the first. How many extra paychecks? Check. How many extra paychecks did you get? Three. No, we're okay. All three were extra. Not the last one that you didn't have coming. Well, I don't know. I don't know if, if one of the three was for my first two weeks. I, that's they usually you, withhold anyway. a week. Yeah, it was, so listen, I suspect you got overpaid, possibly, or maybe not. But here's the thing why don't you just ask HR, did you overpay me? Right, right, and that's that's what I'm trying to tell you. So I, I, I finally got hold of my boss, and my boss said, "Let me find my ex-boss." He said, "Let me find out." He got back to me yesterday. He called me, saying, "Yes, they did overpay you, but because the company closed their quarter, they can't do much. Can you just send a check for sixteen hundred dollars, which is one check out of the three? Send one check to the company. So, um, and I'm happy to do that. My question to you, Thomas." If I send a check for $1,600, I don't have anything to write in front of That's right. I that. wouldn't, Angel, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Um, the guy that told you to do this, is he the owner? No, he is my boss locally. The company is out of state. How do we know it's ever going to get there? No, that check is supposed to be made to the company's name and the address at the corporate office out of state. Oh, he wants you to send it directly to headquarters. I'd be more worried yes, of an already, audit down the line. To, yes, he already talked to his boss, and his boss said, nope, okay. I'd verify I'm it first. Nope, nope. I'd verify tell him it. just to send an because email to you. Because your W-2 might reflect that, and if it does, you're going to pay tax on money you didn't get. So no, here's... No, that's, uh, Tom, Tom, Tom. It's it's fine. The W two is fine because I got paid two checks. That's me two times sixteen hundred dollars, and they are only asking me to pay half. Actually, to me, it's more money. My question is, what guarantee I have that later they're gonna come back and say nothing, you owe us another $1, nothing, nothing. But what I would do is write a check, and in the pay line, I would say for overpayment of paycheck or for extra paycheck for reimbursement of extra paycheck something like that that's what i would do then i would keep that canceled check if your bank doesn't give you canceled checks get at least that one and then i would keep that as my record because then if they come after you in the future for all three checks you can say 
I already reimbursed one of them. But what you can't do is say, I'm not paying the other two. Nothing, nothing will prevent them from coming in the future for those extra two. If another bookkeeper gets hired and says, wait a minute, we paid this guy back years ago and he only paid us back one paycheck. He owes us two more paychecks. The only way you're going to get out of that is with someone in authority at that business writing you a settlement agreement saying that for for submitting one check of X amount of dollars, we will waive our right to collect on any other overpayments. Something like that. You got to what they call memorialize it. That's what we call this in the in the legal world. That's what people call it, memorializing. You have to put it in writing that people can see. Right. And uh, and yes, I, I actually was sending that check, but I was, that was my question. So they, they can always come back to me. And if they, if they are, I'm, I have to pay. It's not my money. Obviously, it's nice to keep an extra. I guess I'll take it as a... So I hear hear what you're saying, Angel. You're saying this. What do I have to lose if I write on the check um, a reimbursement for extra paycheck? You have nothing to lose if they come back in the future and ask for that other money. You're right, Angel. You have nothing to lose. So that's what I would do probably. I wouldn't sweat it because, like you said, it's extra money. If they come back to get it, it's their money. But listen, man, that might be good if you get that money and they let you keep it. That's pretty cool. Uh, It's pretty cool. Now, uh, Mark, you called on this estate thing, right? Yeah, I left a message with his sister. Okay. And I, I think I got her interest sparked to call back. Okay. We'll see. Now, Mike, welcome to the show. I'm Tom Martino, Mike. And we have lines open at 303... 713 talk. What's happening, Mike? Thanks, um, Tom. Simple question. I live in a homeowners association that doesn't allow me to advertise on my vehicle unless I park it in the garage. I guess my question is, is there a legal challenge? Because this day and age, you see, you know, you got UPS, FedEx, Amazon, uh, every other plumber. Yes, they drive drive through and you're allowed to do it. And you're allowed to drive through. Yes, you are. They can't stop you from driving through. They can't stop you from servicing a house. But what they can do is make residents agree not to put their vehicles there. That's all it is, is an agreement. You are waiving your civil rights for free speech. You're waiving them. You've agreed to it already. Yeah, I, I, but my vehicle just, my truck won't fit in my garage, so I can, you know, but, but I'm a business owner, and, and I'd like to advertise on my truck, so that's the dilemma. Is there a legal challenge there? Mike, I mean, did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what? You, how can you compare yourself to people coming in to service others? You're not coming in to service others. You own property there, and you presumably, when you closed, signed agreeing to the restrictions. So now you're asking the same exact question. Is there a legal challenge? For what? If you, what business are you in, Mike? Tree service. Okay. If they hired you in there to do tree service and you had to park in front of a house for an hour while you did tree service, are you telling me they would not let you do it? 
No, that's not what I'm saying. You're I'm saying, saying as a business owner, I want to advertise. I can't park my truck in the garage. That's permittable. I can only park a- out on the street in front of my house. Okay. Or in my driveway. But you agreed that any vehicles that are parked outside, I'm assuming you did. I say you agreed. Most people, when they close, they sign the documents. You agreed that if you park a vehicle outside, it would have no signage. It doesn't matter what you want. You had a right to do it. But you waived your right when you signed that agreement. You know, Mike, listen. You know, let's say you moved into this place and somehow, some way, you never, they never forced you to sign anything. You just closed and you said, you know what, I'm not signing those. I'm buying the house. You buy the house. Let's just say that. And you decide you want to advertise on your truck or you want to put a, a Trump uh, sign or a uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren sign or Bernie Sanders technically you would have the argument that this is free speech. They would have the argument that we don't allow it, but you would have the argument. I didn't agree to it. Do you understand that? That, that is a legitimate argument, but you took your argument away when you signed the covenants. Okay. That's, I mean, you can change your mind. I don't know what would happen. I, I, I don't know about this part. What if you did sign it? And then you say, you know what, I signed it, but I don't think it's right for me to give up my civil rights or whatever, freedom of speech. I don't know how those cases go. I wish we could ask an attorney about it. Who would we ask about that? Who, who should, I mean, is there someone who's dealt with these issues? I'd love to get an answer for you, Mike. If anyone listening, even across the country, has had an issue where they feel it's more of a freedom of speech and expression, like, uh, Let's say they don't have to have an advertisement, but they have a scripture on the side of their van, a church van. I wonder what yeah. would happen now. Now, uh, let's take away the sign. You know, you signed agreeing not to do it. But what is the legal part of it? If it's a right, is it a right or not? I don't know. Let's talk. I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Get your calls in. I'm going to ask our homeowners association expert. We have a law firm. Now, they don't represent us. They they, they, They represent HOAs, but they're experts when it comes to HOAs. And they are a good firm. And they'll tell us the truth, because I'd like to know this. What if I'm at closing? So far, I signed a contract to buy, and they accepted it as sellers. In that contract, there's things like the refrigerator stays or goes, the um, wall, the the window coverings stay or not, um, blah blah blah. Right, all kinds of disclosures. Now, nowhere does it say, up to this point, I agree to any covenants. At all. So I get to the closing table and they push in front of me paperwork. I sign the loan docs. I sign everything except now it comes to the covenants and, the, and I say, I don't agree to this. What, now, here's what I want to know. On what authority can they stop the transaction? Why can't I say, hold on, I did everything 
on that buy-sell agreement, you're breaching if you walk away right now. Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, you better sell it to me. Title company, you better close it. I am doing nothing here, nothing to violate any laws. I did not breach the contract in any way, shape, or form. I said I would come to closing, and I said I would pay, and that's what I'm doing. Nowhere did it say anywhere in my contract that I would be asked to sign declarations because if that's the case, how can you agree to sign something you haven't seen? Therefore, a good old real estate contract should have in it the covenants and all of that. I bet Frank Duran would no, know this. Frank would be the worst one to ask in the world because it, it, he's not good for these questions, and I'll tell you why, honest to God, because he tells his customers up front everything. No, but I bet he would have information. It's in this document. It's in this document. But I'll, Okay, I don't, yeah, you, probably, but I don't think that he ever, he doesn't come across these things because by the time his people get there, they know everything. And it, that's if he's buying for them. If he's selling for them, Frank Duran, the real estate man.com, he has told them, oh, by the way, you better tell them about the restrictions. That's why I love Frank. Uh, by the way, Frank's number is 303-920-1622, 920-1622, Frank Duran, the real estate man.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we have more coming up. It is car day. We have our car experts. Plus, we'll discuss all of your issues at 303-713-TALK, 713-8255, or... You can just call 303-MARTINO, 303-627-8466. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your Troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK. 713-8255. It is car day today. We emphasize cars. We don't concentrate only on cars. And this hour brought to you by what? I'm going to tell you. The CBD products that work. If you're looking online, YouTube, Facebook, I have, what is this? This is half of one because they work so well. I took half of one of these. What is it? It's a 75 chewable, and it's a fast interacting one with CBD. No THC. But why does it make you feel good and it takes away pain and it has no THC? I mean, I didn't say uh, no THC, nothing. No, no, this one is zero. They have a pharmaceutical lab, so when they say nothing, they mean it. But it when doesn't they say give you a buzz, does it? No, no, no. I'm not talking about a buzz. But, Mark, I really mean it. It's, it's, a, it's like an anti-anxiety thing. It's not even a drowsy thing. It's just a nice feeling. Oh, anyway, panacea. And those are the products that work. Here, it's good for sleep and anxiety, but you can find them here. Help my pain, CBD.com. Okay, to, uh, to Tim, welcome. What's going on, Tim? I had a comment on this covenant thing. Yes, sir. I think it's a matter of the title work. If you go to closing, 
you take the title subject to the exceptions that the title company has laid out, your, your typical easements, etc., and usually the covenants and conditions and declaration of uh, the HOA are part of those uh, exceptions to title. So you probably don't sign anything at the closing that says you agree to it, but you agree to it by virtue of how the title is done. Yeah, you agree to it when you sign the contract to buy and sell real estate, at least residential property in the state of Colorado. You're saying now. I'm staring at it. It's, it's built a new, right into yeah, it. Yeah, since that break, Tim, we had um, we had found out more stuff. Uh, Mark said. Not they, only that, it's the only thing in boldface in the entire contract. They, what does it read? Oh, my God, it's very oh, long. But it's does it spell out their particular ones, or does it acknowledge you got a copy well, and Well, basically, it says Owners Association, and it says Common Interest Community Disclosure. Oh. The property is located within a common interest community. So then it's up to you, to, and you agree to it, so it's up to you to ask for copies of that, right? Or does it provide it with the contract? Well, it says the seller is supposed to provide it, but what it really is saying in here is you understand there's an HOA, and you are going to pay it. Okay. And you understand you can't paint your house any certain color and everything. Okay, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. So let's talk now. A car question. Mike, what's happening? Yeah, hey, Tom. Hey, man. I got a question for you. Thank you. What's happening? Uh, Hey, Tom. Got a question for you. Yes, sir. I'm looking to get a uh, used car this weekend, and I was wondering two questions. One... Are there any lots you'd feel comfortable with not getting the car inspected? And two, if I choose to get the car inspected, what kind of process should I do? Is it like, hey, man, come with me on a test drive while we take it to a mechanic? Or how should I handle you know, that? You know what I like is that you're asking real questions. Um, I, I, I think you're a little ahead of the game unless you're going to pay cash because I always say, I don't care who it is, who the dealer is, get pre-approved for a loan. Know the exact amount of the loan you can get right now. Just know that amount. And okay. and that so do are you going to get a loan or are you going to pay cash? Um, I'm going to finance some. Yes. Okay. You should get pre-approved for a loan. That me and here's why: if you don't, you run into really crazy situations where you take the car, but it's not really yours, but you've obligated to pay cash or you've obligated to pay their way of doing it. I would simply know who the lender is. They pre-approve you based on your. Uh, credit and income and then obviously the car has to appraise and then they'll tell you if there's any down payment required or whatever but you need to do that first i say that in every in every single case now let's talk about lots there is not one lot where i would say do not get the car checked not one not one lot and there are many lots and i would never go ever to just one lot ever but i would never buy on the first lot either, okay? So don't go to only one, but don't buy from only the one choice, okay? I would say I'd have at least four sources before I decide to buy, and I would get my own financing and get pre-approved. These are things in general, and I would never buy a car without getting it checked out ever, Okay? okay, so who okay. do you get Sounds a check? Good. Here's how you get a check. First and foremost, if they won't let you get it checked, then you don't use them. You just don't buy. If they say, well, it's certified or guaranteed or anything, it doesn't matter. Now, if they say there's a true, which, by the way, is not by law, but if they say there is a true right to rescind three to five days, then you can do it during that time. But don't ever buy it 
upon approval, meaning I buy it now, get it inspected, bring it back if I don't like it. it. In most cases, it is not allowed. So you get someone like SOS Inspections or Automotive MDs to go to the lot and check it out for you. And okay. Norris, right, Norris can do a wonderful job on site where whether or not you take it somewhere, you're going to get a really, really good analysis of that car. Now, you guys do pre-buy inspections, too. All of my people do. When you do a pre-buy, though, what, how do they do it usually? Do they usually come during the test drive phase or when? Yeah, before they purchase it, what they'll do is usually ask for a copy of the driver's license, copy of the insurance card, most reputable sales place will do that. And did they make an appointment with you so they can get there and out? Yeah, and they'll typically give them a transpro tag that they'll hang in the back window and they'll bring the car to us. Very rare they'll want to come with the vehicle because they're just not going to want to wait. So you don't have to go with a mobile service like SOS Inspections or uh, Automotive MDs. They're both very good. And Norris does probably a little more thorough of a job. I mean, they're both good, okay? And you get what you pay for, by the way. And um, also, if you go to one of our other shops like Kimmer Transmission or Pro Auto Care or Budget A1 Transmission Auto Repair and uh, Sheridan Auto Tech or any of these great shops. Uh, I believe we have Pickerings up north or wherever. Anyway, we have a bunch of different shops. What you do is this. You tell them you want to take it somewhere, where you want to take it. Make sure you can make an appointment. Go back the next day if you have to. But but, Mike, you're going to get a lot of pushback on getting the car checked. A lot of pushback. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You also said right. you wanted to buy it this weekend, didn't you? Well, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, not necessarily. What are you looking I would, for? I would like to. Mike, what are you looking uh, for? I'm looking for, you know, something like 2012 through 2015 Explorer. Okay. Why an Explorer? It's because I've had one for a long time, and I like it. Okay. So you know the vehicle. That's really good. I mean, you see, most people, you'd be surprised, just pick a vehicle. I'm happy to hear you've had it and you like it. Did anything change, guys, during this? What what year do you have now? Uh, my current one is an 06, and prior to that, I had a 91. Okay. Anything changed since then that should be better those, or worse? Yeah, they're so much better now. They got the EcoBoost motor on those okay. now. It's a, such a good motor. They like this car, man. They say this is a okay. good choice. Now... Also, another thing, when I said get pre-qualified, there's another thing you should do, and that is really and truly know your car, what it's worth. And when you shop, if you're trading in, there's only one number you care about. It's the out-the-door difference. Do you know what I mean by that? Um, yeah, I'm thinking is out. Well, here's After, the thing. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think your car is worth? Four thousand. What did they say? I'm going to give you eight grand for your car because it's so good. But on the other hand, they charge you a hundred thousand for the vehicle. I mean, I'm giving you such an exaggerated. Sure. Okay, so what I'm saying is, if you subtract eight from a hundred thousand, you're right. going to say, "Wait a minute, I'm paying ninety-two grand for this car." So Correct. if the other guy says, "You know, I'm only giving you a thousand for your vehicle," now you're insulted. But uh-huh. but I'm going to sell you the vehicle for uh, four thousand. So you say, wait a minute, I'm buying this vehicle for three thousand. So the guy, and again, these are exaggerated, unreal examples. But the guy who offered you twice the value of your Jeep, he just screwed you. And the guy that offered you less got you the best price because you want to know the out the door difference. 
You want to know one thing and one thing only. If I drive this Explorer in and drive that out, how much of a check do I need to make that mine? I want to know exactly the amount. And that's what you shop. So, so you're armed, man. You got the product. You got the price in mind. You're going to get your financing and you're going to get your pre-check. Cool, huh? If you have any specific more questions, we'll come back. Otherwise, we're moving on. Come gather around people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. I tend to let Bob go on a little longer because I like him. 303-713-TALK. Craig has a comment on the car purchase advice maybe I was given or something on car purchasing. Go ahead, Craig. Hi, Tom. How are you? Good, man. What's happening? Hey, uh, like that guy with the Ford Explorer, um, I suggest he go to a a website called carcomplaints.com. Yes. And... You go there, you put in the manufacturer of the vehicle. What a cool site. I never knew. I should have known that site. I don't know that site. Carcomplaints.com? It's got all the recalls, whether that it being, you know, government-managed recalls because of safety or manufacturer's recalls. It also has each make and model of the vehicle by year. And then all of the complaints owners have had with that particular vehicle, whether they be electrical, suspension-related, Trim pieces just falling off. You name it. Why is it that so, I can never find my... Okay, there it is. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. So do well, you like think the, it's... But here's, no, but here's what I'm asking. Do you think that's good? Like, it's a really, like, um, a good uh, source of information from your experience? It may change your mind completely about what you want to buy. Now, he wanted to buy a... He was saying like a 2012-ish Ford Explorer. He may go to that website and find out that Ford's had some issues with some of those those years, and there may, may be enough issues that you're going, no way am I going to buy that vehicle. There, I don't want to be having to take it in for, you know, every every little trim piece or whether, I mean, Ford has had some problems with their chassis and some of the uh, things like that. I just looked so, in mine. Mine um, has no complaints. I don't want to talk about the car, but no complaints and no problems. Zero. Mine's even better. It's not even listed. Oh, wow. So thank you for telling us about that one, though. Uh, that's cool. Um, carcomplaints.com. I'm going to go fill out a complaint on yours now. Yeah. I. By the way, I like that. It's really very cool. Very cool. So, uh, 303-713-TALK. Andrea has been waiting a little longer than Mike here. We have lines open, a couple lines, at 303-713-TALK. Listen, we'll talk about anything you want. 303-713-8255. What's going on with your HOA, Andrea? Andrea? Hi, Tom. Can you Hi. hear me? Yeah, I can. What's going on, Andrea? Yeah. Thank you for helping me. Um, I live in an HOA. It's a new community. Yeah. And one of the covenants states that we may not park on the street between 12 midnight and 5 a.m. Is this a public okay. street? Yep. Really? We're not a gated, not a gated community. No it's parking on street. Um, what, what if I came in? What if I came in, parked my car, and took an Uber? I would get a ticket for you being parked if you if your car was there between twelve midnight and five a.m. in front of my house. They're going to assume it is my car or somebody visiting me. You know, I, you know, I often up, wonder about their ability. Ticket. Now, I think 
this is what we talked about before. It's where you agreed to that, right? In the covenants or somewhere? Oh, yeah. Okay. Supposedly. But I, mean, I don't we think they can. Cancel the... I don't think they yes. can hold me to that. Uh, if you are supposedly a guest of mine, I mean, eventually I'd have to fight it and say, what if you're not, what if I'm not a guest? That's what I'm getting at. What if I just park there? Do you know, here's, what's really weird. There's no laws that say I can't park anywhere I want. Well, apparently there is a rule that says I can't park in front of my $400,000 house. You just said, Andrea, you agreed to it in your HOA. It's not a law. Okay. So it's against the law though. No, it's not. It's not against the law. You would not get a ticket from um, the law. You mean to tell me police come and give you a ticket? Well, they hired a private security. No, and that's what I'm getting at. So all that is is a collection notice. That's Andrea. It's not against yep. the law. You won't get the police to take action. Yeah. No, but they're going to keep putting fifty dollar fines, and then eventually they because put a on why? Because you agreed. That if you did it or your guest did it, you would pay. How many times do I have to say that? You are agreeing to it. Now, if I park there, they could never get money from me. It's a street. Mike wants to talk about Audis. Go ahead, Mike. What's happening? Yeah, well, you, hey, how's it going? I Good. I'll, I'll tell you what, in general, I know you want opinions. Audis are the most, one of the most overrated brands there are and riddled with problems. But go ahead. Which one did you want to know about? I was just curious uh, what, if there was any um, like red flags like 2012 to 2015. Yes. I'll, I'll tell you all of the red flags in one word. Audi. I'm, ju- I'm just kidding, Mike. Let's ask these guys for real. Like 2012 to 2015 Audi S4 specifically or any month. Like yeah. in general, guys, yeah, come on. Yeah, particularly once you're getting this second or even third hand. You know, it's been ridden hard. It's Why? Like it's Why do you say that? People yeah. get them because they want they want to sport around them. They've been riding them hard. Are they high now performance? They can't. They yeah, yeah, a lot of the Audis are. They they scoot. Okay, so. But the cost of repairing these things is extramental. And by the time these things have 60,000, 70,000 miles on them, they're war. Um, gotcha. Al, are That's they exactly dependable? To know. Yeah, they can be. Here's the biggest thing I've seen on these cars. The people that truly invest the money in maintaining them, the cars actually do pretty good. The problem is most don't. They overlook right. leaks. They start overlooking stuff. They don't tune them, and they just drive them. They think changing the oil is enough to maintain them. And what they do, they reach a point and go, oh, it's time for me to trade in or return a lead. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Whatever. The car has all this deferred maintenance. There's two, three thousand, four thousand dollars worth of work to be done on its cars. Right. And and that catches people's attention. Yeah, I've heard they have uh, water pump issues. Um, Some of them did. More of what I've seen is like the vacuum pump, the valve cover gasket leaking. Uh, We've seen all kinds of different things. Hey, can I ask you something? How old are you? 38. Okay. Um, these are so popular between 25 and 45. That there's a, probably not a more pop. I mean, and Jeeps are too, but Jeeps are skew a little younger. But Jeeps and 
Audis, and they have an allure. May I ask, what is it about the Audi that you even started thinking about it? I just like the performance versus luxury. I have a WRX STI now, but that's all performance, no luxury. Yeah, and it doesn't have the ride. You're going to get a much nicer ride. Have you considered yeah, the Lexus? Exactly. Have you considered the Lexus? I love Lexus, actually. The, like the, the uh, IS350, the, now that they yeah. finally do them in all-wheel drive. Yeah, they're, they're a great vehicle, very reliable. That's the thing. It's and just, you can't, I mean, Toyota figured out how to make something run forever, just like Honda. And hey, if I bought an Audi new and took care of it, will it perform as well as my Mercedes new and or my BMW new? As long my, as you take care of it, yeah, they can be a really good car. So but it's going to have so a then price why, tag that's why do I hear? Why do I hear they're hell on wheels to maintain? Because they, they are hell on wheels to maintain. It, it will run well, yes. It'll continue to run well but for you. But it will cost me more away. than my Mercedes yeah, side by side? It's pretty close. Or more Mercedes than or more than a Beamer? Or more than, I'm just trying to find yeah. similar. Yeah, your Europeans are always going to tend to be a little bit more expensive. The brakes, the rotors are required to be changed. You can't just turn them. Right. You have to replace them. Um, there were multiple I things. I thought they were oil. I thought they leaked oil, these uh, Audis. Yes, they do. We yeah. Think we fixed a lot of oil leaks. Why? Uh, Audi, I mean, no, just off the top of your guys' head, I know my Subaru's not cheap to fix either. No, the Subaru is pretty reliable, though, as long as you don't beef up the power too much. Um, you know, those right. are... That, that's the biggest thing. A lot of guys want to boost those up. Is that up the and, same price range, though, to fix? Is, like, Audi's same less. price of Subaru to fix? Less. The Subaru's less. Because the parts are more. Oh, okay. They sell so much. We're we're in the second largest state of that sells Subaru in volume. Right, we, right. We, we have so many Subaru. And the parts and manufacturers make so many of these parts available, uh, even the aftermarket or the OE, that are very high quality. So that, that's What's the gotcha. first if we're the second? Washington. Out? Washington. All right, guys, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. We do have lines open. I'll get to Sue. She wants to talk about Best Buy service and a service they offer. And whatever is on your mind, whether it's reviews, problems, questions, or complaints. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. All right. What's going on in your life? We got um, Mark wants to talk about an F-250. Sue was up first, and then we'll get to the 250. Sue, you want to know about a Best Buy service. Which service is that, Sue? Okay. Well, uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, do- I'm moving into a brand-new home uh, in November, and I'm going to have a lot of appliances and a lot of, um, you know, uh, installing, like, TVs and sure. blah, blah, blah. Well, yes. Okay. Uh, I've, I've looked at Lowe's and I've looked at uh, Home Depot and uh, Best Buy is my best buy. Is my be- no, no pun intended. Yeah. My best buy on uh, KitchenAid. Well, anyway, uh, they have a promotion right now, or maybe they always have it. But for two hundred dollars a year, they will come in and you know, like uh, work on uh, installing my TVs, setting them up. Uh, you know any security? Tell me what the two hundred a year is for. What's the two hundred a year? Okay, all those are covered, and then I pay fifty bucks uh, each time they come in. But that—that's you know, the worst deal in the world. Let me let me get this straight. You pay two hundred dollars a year, 
and have to pay $50 every time they come to your house to do what? Give me an idea. Once you move in, once you move in, when will you use them? To to install my my, uh, microwave, uh, it's $139. Okay, dear. Here's what I'm asking. Sue, here's what I'm asking. Once you're applying, once you move in and are settled and everything's in, why would you ever want to pay $200 a year? Why? Well, I, I probably won't, won't do it after this year. Well, I, you know, um, what is the obligation? I mean, if, if, you, if, if you're saying you pay 200 then $50 every time they come out to install something, and then once you're all installed, you, you can quit. If you can do that, Correct. so let's say you pay, Correct. so, well, hold on now. Let's say you pay $200, but, and I want to make sure they don't obligate you to two or three years. So you pay 200 and they come out five times at 50 bucks each, right? Yeah, but what does the 200 cover? Just, okay. just be, to be uh, like, part of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, if, no. If uh, let me it. just give this scenario. Under this scenario, if they come out five times to your home, you've just paid $450, and you're telling me but you But for can, what? That's what I'm asking. To inst- five to times. To install Every time five they come items? Out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's per item. It, it, it Right? $50 per item, right? Correct. Okay. Like like setting up my microwave, instead of being $139, it's, it's $50. Okay, uh, but why then, would you change uh, microwaves in the first year? Well, I, I won't. No, she's but, just but saying. Are... She's just saying, Mark. The first year she moves in, if she's not obligated oh, to do it year after year after year, even paying no, the not. two, even paying the two hundred dollars plus fifty dollars per visit, even at ten visits. Okay, let's just say ten visits. That's five hundred, right? Then take the two hundred. Ten visits, if you had a really big house. Now you're looking at seven hundred. I would have gladly, if they could do it, pay seven hundred to get everything wired and installed. Hold on, but I don't think that's what it is. I think that's what you're being told. I think when you get to the small print, there's going to be a minimum of fifty, then there's going to be extra charges, and then I think you're not you can't quit the first year, but I'd like to see it before I make, um, what's it called? Well, it's called total tech support, uh, powered by the geek squad. Yeah. Look, all I'm saying is I don't think it's as represented, but if you could, if you could take your 200 plus $50 per item, I still don't. Are you saying in this example, what to install a microwave is the same amount to install a hundred inch TV, fifty dollars? That's what she's and saying. And I'm saying BS. That's what she's not saying. there, not that's happening. What, well, that's what she's saying. So I'm evaluating what she's saying, and if what she's saying is true, it's not a bad deal. If you can have, if you can have them out ten times for seven hundred dollars for ten items. And then say bye, like a dishwasher. Exactly, would, or a washer, or a dryer. Yeah. How I about would, a furnace? Does a furnace count? No, probably not, I'm sure. I, who knows? Uh, I'm going to look at the terms and conditions. You might want to listen so we can actually get to it. Uh, I mean, come back to you. So hold on. Don't hang up yet. 303-713-TALK. I get frustrated just here in Best Buy. I'm going to look and Why? see what the... I can't stand Best Buy. Why? Well, okay, first of all, they have almost zero in stock anymore. You might as well go to Amazon. No, I know. You show up for something, oh, we don't have it, we right. can order it that for is, you. What the hell did I go there that for? That is frustrating. Any time I've gone there, I waste my time going there because I can't get anything. Now, Mark, you want to know 
about an 06 F-250 tranny. Go ahead. Hi, Tom. Hi, what's happening? I was, I've got a um, 2006 F-250, and the uh, transmission originally would would get locked in third gear. And so, like, when I would stop and try to take off, you know, it would be lugging. And so I took it into uh, a shop. I live in Strasburg, so I took it into a, sh- a shop there, and they said that the valve body was uh, the solenoids were were bad. So they put a new valve body in, and, and that didn't fix the problem, although they said the solenoids had... Um, we're owning out, you know, real high, and that that it was a good idea that to replace that anyway. So, and it, what it um, they ended up finding out that there was a wire that was bad, so they ran a new wire down the transmission, and and it worked fine one time. I, t- I took it um, camping and pulled my camper on my boat, and it worked perfect. All right. And so, what do we? Tra- where, the, what do you guys think? You're listening. Well, if it was launching... Your transmission expert. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he was getting stuck in limp. So that's why it was sticking in one particular gear and not wanting to change in, in, into another gear. Yeah. So when they changed the solenoids, it didn't fix it because obviously you had the wire issue. But you, now you say it's repeating again. Go back to the original point of repair if it fixed it the first time. If if they've got a bad connection, if, if their connector came apart, if they didn't solder it, you know, that's most likely, you know, where you're going to be starting at. Yeah, it's not. It's not exactly the same problem now. Now it, um, now it, it doesn't get stuck in gear anymore. Like when I stop, it goes back into first gear. But now when I'm driving, it'll it'll uh, sh- ship through all the gears fine, except for when it gets in fifth gear. Like when I'm driving, it it'll it'll upshift to fourth, then back to fifth, then up to fourth, and then then the uh, tow haul light will come on and start flashing. Well, that tow haul light flashing says that the, the it has stored some codes. It's recognizing a problem, so there's a code to to start for some diagnosis to find out what's actually going on with that unit. Okay, so wait, I you know what? I just need to see if I can find out a a good place to take it to that I know that I can get it fixed and get it fixed right and and. Uh, well, you know that, can that we I, give him the first? Can you, when, can you give him something to check? He, the first thing he's going to have to do is check codes. What are those codes? Where are we starting at? What do we what do we need to start base diagnosis from there? So even if he okay. was to go to at least to a, you know, you said you're in Strasburg. I'm sure that somewhere around there somebody's got a code reader, whether it's an AutoZone or whatever. If you want to pull those codes and give me a call, I'm happy to look them up for you and give you some ideas. Oh, that'd be great. I would really appreciate All right, that. Uh, give him your phone number. 303-693-1400. So I got, I understand this total tech support right. now. When we come back, yeah. is it as she represented? Uh, it's Best Buy. What do you think? Well, I want to know it's about it. It's probably what they represented to her. Okay. So if she hangs out, we'll come back and explain it. 303-713-TALK. I'm going to take all of you. So hang on, especially the guy that's talking about a restaurant overcharging him. Uh, that's really important because I'd like to know about it. And Sentry RV is your place for new and used RVs up north on the 119 turnoff to Longmont and I-25. Or out west of the city of Denver, and that is just north of 6th Avenue between Kipling and Sims next to Woodley's. They have service departments, too, for your RVs. SentryRV.com, 303-453-1111. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK. 
713-8255. What's on your mind? How can we help you? He said a restaurant overcharged him. Hmm. Ron, what do you mean overcharge? You're like a math mistake or the wrong price? Explain. Tell your story, sir. Okay, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. Go into a restaurant, pay my bill, put the tip on there, ledger it in my checkbook, get my bank statement, and they've overcharged me by 50 cents. Yes, and so you went back and they corrected it, right? I went back two other times and they've corrected it and said it wouldn't happen again and here's the third time. They Oh, do you this think this is I'm a thing? I'll call you. Do you think this is a thing going on on purpose? I certainly do. On purpose. I certainly do. That's pretty interesting. So every time you go, there's an extra 50 cents. Where is it put? Or is it a math mistake? Well, no, no, no. It may be. It varies on the amount of your purchase, whatever your purchase is. But where is the mistake there, but... usually? Is it in the price of the item and the tax? Where? No. It's the total amount. Because I just see my bank statement I, and it disagrees. Okay. Oh, I see. You don't know where. I okay, I get you. You don't know where. You know what? Think about how many merchants could do this. Think about this. I yeah. mean, if you had a receipt from a restaurant and the charge on your statement is 50 cents off, would you notice? I would Normally not. Holy yeah. crap. Unless you're a person that rounds up and down and all that, Tom. You know what? I, I don't know, man. This is weird. This is a weird one. Okay. Um, I'm going to start rounding. So if there's no round numbers. Okay. Listen, Ron, what's the name of the restaurant? Well, I'm going to have to spell it to you. You can't pronounce, can't pronounce it. it. What is it? Spell it. T-A-Q-U-E-R-I-A. Next word, J-A-L-I-S-C-O. Mexican. Okay, so it's well, Takira Walisco. It. Uh, I don't know. Is, did you say J-A-L-L? J-A-L-I-S-C-O. Yeah. Walisco, right? Alisco. Alisco. They have good reviews. No, it's just a silent J, or is it an H? I don't know. It's it's it sounds like an H, but in Spanish, it's J. No, I understand. So, Takira. Okay, and you know what? We should call them and ask them why they keep doing this. Maybe he ate a lot of extra chips and salsa. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But not three times. (laughs) No, you know what? Seriously, could you? We won't give out numbers and cross anything out. Could you take a, like a photo or take a, I, I want to see the instances if you have them of your receipt. And then of the, I do, I really do. I'm man. I, I this is chilling. If you think about it, what if you did that on every single ticket, every single day, I don't think anyone would notice. I don't think anyone would notice. Now, Suzanne, you notice charges like, you, you're paying, Tom, this month a little more on iTunes than you did last month or yeah. something. But you don't know the exact amount. I mean, you might say this is a weird purchase. It's a buck fifty, And then we found out someone sent through a pre-auth to see if they could go through. And we've caught fraud like that. But we've never actually went to a legit merchant and said, okay, this merchant says I spent, you know, $18.63 and I really spent fi- uh, 13 cents. Think of how we could, I don't know. Because do they could say, oh, your handwriting was messy. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. And I hope people remember this. Better yet, I hope I remember it. I'm going to ask you guys 
to look at your charge cards versus your receipts in the past or in the near future and email us discrepancies. Yeah, but do you actually keep the receipt? No. I mean, that's the main problem. Who the hell keeps the receipt? No, I throw it out. Mark, Mark, I don't. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And no one does. Who does? I don't. Or yeah. do you write what you tipped on the receipt you keep? No. I never do that. No, I, I don't do, either. I do for work. I only do the for Gosh, you know what? Come to think of it, I don't. You know, I will say about Capital One, if they think what I left as a tip was excessive compared to what I usually do, it gives me a warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. The Capital One does that or a repeated charge. Hey, Dan, what's your comment? Tom, my comment is, is that that restaurant's probably covering their credit card charge. No, it's more than that. It would be more than 50 cents. And they're not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to do that, to add a charge. They it, it, they have to have a cat. Nah, we'll explain it. But anyway, that's I don't think that's it because it's too little. Speaking of that, you don't have to pay. You can pay the lowest rates anywhere if you use us for credit card processing. We want to put those other guys out of business. Savingonfees.com. Seriously, savingonfees.com. We have more coming up on the Troubleshooter Show. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. Hi, Tom Martino here. Welcome to the show. 303-713-TALK. 303-713-8255. We love what we do. This hour brought to you by Panacea, the CBD products that work. It's that easy. Helpmypaincbd.com. For anxiety and sleep, too, and I don't know why. This hemp plant is an amazing plant, but and it's not the marijuana part of it, I mean, at all, or the THC. And I'm not, you know, I'm not getting into that discussion, but the CBD has made it possible for everyone to get benefits of the, the cannabinoids. HelpMyPainCBD.com. What is on your mind today? Gerald says he has a noise. Ron says he was overcharged by a restaurant. I think Ron may have uncovered what could be a potential scam of the century. Now, I don't mean from this one restaurant, but in general, think about it. If every single ticket you took by credit card, every single one, you marked up 25, 30, 40, 50 cents every single time, would anyone ever notice? Now, you don't mark it up on the ticket. The ticket's signed, they leave a tip, everything's normal. So let's say the bill is $25.50 and somebody leaves a $5 tip, so it's $30.50. And you put in uh, $30.75 or $30.95 or whatever. Would anyone take their receipt and compare it to the total and notice a few cents off? Tom, don't you think the answer is to round up to the closest dollar? Now, when you said that, same with like pumping your gas. On, a light or went down. on for me. A light went on for me when you said that. That is a brilliant idea. You always round up the even numbers. If there's an odd number, there's a problem. You don't round down. You can't, Mark. What do you mean? Why not? 
How do you round down? If the bill is 1701. Oh, you mean with the tip you can do that. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, either way, round down, round up, who knows, but even numbers. Let's or just, always not have even. it end in an eight. Yeah. Whatever. I see what God, that's a good idea. These are all good ideas. Then then all you do is run down the row. I've had a few times where I know I haven't left that tip and I've seen it on my credit card because uh Capital One has warned me. I just I uh what do you call it? Um Contest it. Contest the entire amount and I've never lost. Wow. All right, so Ron, thank you for that. Send us copies if you can. Gerald, an 06 GMC Envoy Denali. Now, the let me get this. The GMC Denali is equivalent to the Cadillac. Well, the Envoy is... Oh, that's the, the envoy, small the one. Denali, that's the small one. Yeah. The, the Envoy... The, the big V8 in it. The, is the Envoy like a, like a Traverse? Yes. That's what it was beforehand. Yeah, before they made the the evolution. Absolutely. All right. So, what are we talking about? A knocking noise? Yeah. So, I bought it for my son because he thought he needed a pickup, and there was no way in God's earth he was getting one because I had a pickup as a teenager. And, well, that's not going to happen. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, it's an 06. Were you, were you, listen, were you, were you hinting on the Bill Clinton kind of pickup? Where you had a mattress no. in the back? Oh, okay. No, no, no. I grew up in a rural area, and um, I, I know as a teenager, stupid things were done when somebody had a pickup. Okay. All right. I Almost got Almost like, hold my beer, watch this. Okay. <laughs> hold my beer, watch this. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, so, so what's going on? So he's getting an SUV, and I've never owned um, the 5.3 liter. So every time I start it, it almost sounds like a lifter knock um, until it gets warm. Or once you accelerate past about uh, 22, maybe 2300 RPM, and then it goes away. But then it comes back as soon as it comes to a complete stop. So I don't know if it's an oil pump or do I need a thinner or thicker oil to keep those lifters covered overnight? Guys? Wow. Yeah, we've never heard that one before. No, it, it, we see that often. So, how many miles are on this thing? Uh, one twenty-two seven sixty. Barely broken in. Look at that. What happens is you have a combination of stuff. You have an oil pump that's delivering delivering a little less pressure. You also have wear because when you have wear, you now are bleeding, if you would, the oil out the side of either the bearings or the journals or other internal parts. So that also will reduce pressure. The fact that it's affecting the lifter is because it needs to pump up. The lifters need that for dampening. And that's why when you rev it up, you increase RPM, you increase pump pressure. So you ask, what's the best remedy? Um, What kind of oil are you running in there now? Um, I was thinking about going to full synthetic. But what are you doing now? I was running a semi. He was running semi. I changed it uh, with a semi, uh, and it was the same 5W, uh, that's on the oil cap, 5W30. 530, yeah, you can go up. Jeff, you were shaking your head. You like, you like the synthetic option? I definitely like the synthetic. Yeah. I mean, I, I had no one, uh, 5.3 Chevy half ton. My son's still driving it now, actually. Yeah. I literally handed it back yesterday after putting an oil pump in for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he should be running around 40, 40 pounds of pressure sitting at an idle. That's easy idle. enough to take a look at. Yeah. So, and, and well, it, I'm looking at it right now and I'm just under 40. 
You're, yeah, well, then you're pretty gosh darn close. And yeah. as you rev it up, you're probably pumping up some, somewhere around 55, 60 pounds. Right, but remember, pressure can't make up for wear. Yeah, you will have wear, and that wear doesn't mean you have to go take the motor apart. You keep driving it. So this is going to necessarily break that we, I mean, we could foresee. But what I would also consider doing is putting a little bit of MOA in there, motor oil additive from BG. It's a nice little lubricant okay. that goes over the, the surfaces. It helps clean out a little bit of the motor. Um, that It's just it's a good product. You can get those at Napa Seltzer or any professional repair shop will have it as well. And those are good avenues okay, to yeah. go. Yeah. Use a high-quality filter, too. Oil filter is important as well, high-quality filter. Yeah, I definitely am doing that because, well, I can, I can only afford to buy him one car. No, and that's a perfect vehicle for a young person. I mean, that's it's a safer car to be in. I mean, I'd rather, I'd like to have my kids and stuff like that because it's strong. It's built well, and it's going to last. All right. I hope that answered your question, 303-713-TALK. Ron is faxing the restaurant receipt. We'll get that in a little while along with his uh, statement. That's what it's told here. And Daniel, what's happening, Daniel? Hey, Tom, I just had a question there. I don't really have a problem yet, but I was just wondering, you know, on a cash sale when you buy a used vehicle, how long does it usually take to get a title since I didn't walk out of the dealership with the title? The law says it has to be a reasonable time. And don't they have like 24 days, 20 or 24 days? See, I don't, I've never seen days specified. Uh, Yeah, I kind of wondered that. I think 60 days is more than reasonable. After that, you got a problem. That's what okay, I, I think. Didn't, I, I but, didn't think I had a real problem. But I just was kind of curious. I didn't I'm know curious, I by the way. I'm curious. I, I really am curious. So, I don't know. I mean, it does sound weird to me because it's like, um, I don't know how do I put it. Uh, it just is. You it, just bought it. it you, just, should, you don't know. You should know. get the paperwork. They, they, they should have some kind. Yeah. I, I, but but you'd be surprised how many people wait 90 days and i don't know what it is does the dealer what the dealer maybe delays or whatever but it seems to I be a, even, i didn't even ask you know i didn't even ask about it, but now i realize yeah you know, i kind of looked it up did the old google search on the internet and stuff and a lot of places say you should walk out with a title on a cash sale and i didn't even think about it when i was there uh, that they won't have it because that's usually in the accounting they don't have it on the sales floor that's they're going to have right. that and they have a title department they they have a department yeah. that actually specializes in that. So the biggest thing is is you, as long as you have your sales receipts, you go to motor vehicle, they'll give you a temp tag. Um, and I would you know call call the sales manager, go direct to the top, go to the sales manager. Say, hey, I'm waiting for a title. If it starts getting too long, more than three or four weeks, I would say. What about you, Tom? You think that's reasonable? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's let's put it this way: you got to put some ticklers on your calendar, though. Yeah. A lot of people forget. Uh, we've had, you yeah, know, we've yeah. had, we've had dealers. I don't think this is going to happen with you or most of the time, but we've had dealers close and people were screwed. No, no time. They, they, they can't keep the car. They can't. 303-713-8255. Now we have lines open. Call. If you have a problem, a question, a complaint, or you're anticipating doing a transaction, we'd love to talk to you. Everything we do is free of charge. We have experts all over the place to help you. And we love doing it. Genesis Total Exteriors is a company you can trust. Home improvements is something we talk about. If you're doing anything on the outside of your house, even kitchens and baths, he does interiors as well when the weather starts getting bad, call him or get in touch with him at genesistotalexteriors.com. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. Okay, 
What do you think of this restaurant thing? I have it right here. And I want to see it. I see it. Uh, it's 1334 was on the receipt. 1334. And on the credit card, it was 1384. Apparently, there was no tip on this. So, sounds like a fast food restaurant, though. I don't know. Let's see. Ron, is this fast food, right? No, no. I left a $2 tip. See, the credit card amount was $11.34, $2 tip, $13.34. So, I just didn't write oh, it in. Oh, it doesn't show the tip up here. Oh, they didn't do the math correctly. Oh, yeah, it does. Okay. Huh? Here it is. They just added 50 cents. He, he added an even tip. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. If we call them, they can pull the uh, no-speak English. My God, an entire lunch is two bucks. 50% off dinner coupon. Man, Ron. That's a, that's a cheap-ass restaurant, Mark, bro. Call them. What am I going to ask them? Do they add 50 cents? Tom? Okay, I'll call up and ask them if they add 50 Hal, cents. Hal, what's happening, Hal? Hey, Tom, thanks for taking the call again. What's going hey, on, man? I've got a, my 2001 F-350. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be replacing the injectors. I had number eight go on me again. How long are they supposed to last? Cause... Guys? Well, are you buying OE or are you buying aftermarket? Um, this one's aftermarket. The other ones were OE again. They only lasted like 120000 this time. Uh, only 120. Oh wait, you're doing pretty you're good ki- at 120,000. Yeah. You're kidding, right? No. You really? You don't? You think? Okay. Well, maybe. Maybe I just he's, wanna, I he's just got to know how long they usually last, though, because the previous ones were 280,000. The originals. 280. <laughs> yeah, you got. You got I think he's got, He's pulling our leg. Yeah, you definitely I'm got thinking. a lot out of the first set of go yeah. around. Yeah, the pair of boots you went 200,000 miles in too. Is that the guy that called about something else? Is he a joker, this guy? Maybe I don't remember his name. I think you have a couple. That, as a matter I have of fact, a couple. A fact, matter of fact, a couple of them actually come to my store, and they tell me their their radio name they've disclosed. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I've had a couple. They well, at least, at least they're using our advertisers, right? That's yeah. good. Yeah, he just... He Does just... anyone have this experience that uh, Ron did with a restaurant? That's what I want to know. Is anyone doing this where... They go to a restaurant, find like 50 cents. Mark is calling them right now, believe it or not. Adrian, what's happening? Adrian! Yes, hello? <laughs> what's happening? Not too much. Uh, just dealing with um, dealing with this XL Energy thing right now. How okay, well, what's going on with it, man? So uh, the situation is basically, uh, you know, due to our own kind of uh, fault in the house, some miscommunication and not being organized. Uh, the bill did stack up and uh, <clears throat> just didn't uh, miss, miss the letters. We experienced a disconnection. Okay, when now, did, hold on, how much do you owe? Uh, so we, the bill got up to nearly $1,000. So okay, a lot of people, you know, don't call or do anything until they're disconnected. Then they get your attention. I think that's what happened with you. Well, the, the the big thing is in their restoring of it. So, uh, so I did communicate with them. They well, gave me. Did you pay the them? Let's let's do first things yeah. first. Did you pay them? Uh, yes, I did. The full one thousand. Yes. Okay, and then what happened? 
And then at that time, they told me that uh, because of the way the technician filed the disconnection, that they wouldn't be able to reconnect it for three to five days. Okay. So the technician had reported that I had a dog in the yard and that they couldn't access the meter. Because of that, they had to disconnect it via the pole. Now, a couple things happen when they make that separation in their in their filing, okay? The standard recon- reconnection goes from $37 to $181. It goes from being able to be reconnected that same day to three to five business days. And all because the technician made an error yeah. in their reporting that there was a dog, but I know for a fact that the technician... But, okay, here's the thing, though. Right now, who cares about that? Right now, you paid. So why yeah. why can't you get it turned on? How long ago did you pay? Uh, I paid this morning. Oh, well, okay. When do they say you will be turned on? Well, because of because of how the technician filed, saying that he couldn't access my meter because of a dog in the yard. Right, yes. They said three to five business days. Tom, he doesn't even have a dog, nor does anyone in the house. Well, okay. Do you, did you see the report where they say dog because... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Cell is a moving target. If we call and say, this guy says you're delaying because of his dog, they're going to say, we never said that. Do you have something that says that? Every every representative that I spoke to has has told me. All that. right, let's call our representative and see what kind of story we get. Okay. What do you mean, Suzanne? He'll talk to us. No, I, Mark Stutz isn't there anymore. I oh, email our man. issues and then we they help have, us out. We don't have Mark anymore. He retired, Tommy. I think you chased him off after no. that one. And does he? Do, is the other person as responsive? No. But I'll no. try. Sorry, just being honest. The entire face of a company can hang on your PR guy. Wow. Really? I mean, think about it, because the thousands and thousands of people that hear this show, it's all reflective of one person. Mark Stutz over the last 20, 20, 30 years. Mark Stutz. And he would be responsive and put a face. He puts a face and a name and a voice to excel. Now, it's a big, nameless, faceless, piece of garbage company like all the rest. One man can do that. Why? Because that one man would talk to us, and I would talk to the masses. So, you know what, Excel Energy? You suck. You don't get back to us anymore? You suck. You're not the only game in town. Technology is going to be such where you're not going to be the only one. You suck. I want people to tell them they suck. And we need another Mark Stutz or someone like him who gives a good damn. Mark, we have uh, a report. What's going on? You called the restaurant. Yeah, they don't know what happened. But looking at this receipt, honest to goodness, the guy didn't fill in the tip amount. So No, he did. He said it's not showing. Isn't that right, Ron? No, he said he didn't. 
Ron, you didn't put yeah, the- on their on their receipt. The two dollar tip is there. I just didn't fill it in on my receipt. That's the one he has, but it, you know what I mean. It's on his. It's on their receipt. You know what I'd do? What I'd contest the entire thing. That's going to make them pull that receipt. You know what? That's what you should do, Ron. So we could exp- we can uh, research this. You contest the entire amount. Send- <laughs> what is that anyhow? Tequila Gelasio. Uh, what's um, the name of the? Place? Al says it's uh. Willis, Willis, Willisco. Go ahead, Albert. Help us. Jalisco. 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 Tequerit Jalisco. Tapaquera Jalisco. Jalisco. Hmm. Okay. Did, Ron, did that um, help? Did you like the way I rolled those Mike, words? you have a comment. Go ahead, Mike. What's your comment? Yeah, I'm calling about the, yeah. the whole uh, exaggerated tip thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I... Uh, I'm kind of a nerd about my money. Every credit card I receive, I enter into a spreadsheet of my computer at my house, and I wreck wow. all that against my bank account. You're a weirdo and a good one. Yeah. So I know exactly how many pennies I got. So anyway, uh, I've caught servers over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, you know, bumping tips left and right. They they do it a lot. If it's a quarter or 50 cents, I usually don't whine about it. But uh, I, got a, I got a server fired for... Repetitively doing it at, at Dora's restaurant, which is now closed, but she got fired because once I complained, they went through all her receipts and found her doing it all all the time. So she got fired, and I got uh, a couple reprimands too. Just I just call them up, tell them, you know, it's fine. They keep the money. Yeah, but how many people are going to do it? On. How many people are going to do what you do? Holy crap! But you almost have to. Yeah. Do you know that? Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I'm an electrician. Yeah, I work my ass off. Yeah, you know, my money's hard to hard to come by. So right, I'm pretty protective of it. That's pretty cool what you do. He yeah. he takes track so, of. So every- Tom, I'm doing the forensics on this bill here. Yeah, and it was thirteen thirty four was the total. They charged with thirteen eighty four. Maybe the dyslexia made that three imposed, and it looked like an eight, and the guy hit the eight. I mean, it could have been an error. Honest to God. He said it happened several times. Send him, tell him to send us one more example. Yeah, then, exactly. I'll, then I'll be convinced. This coupon looks good. I might go there. Oh send one God. more example. He woke up. The room was bare. He didn't see her anywhere. He told himself he didn't care. Push the window open. Hi, Tom Martino here. 303-713-TALK. 713-8255. Blaine, what's going on with you, Blaine? What's yeah. happening? How can Hi, we help? Tom. Hey, uh, I took my car in for uh, an alignment. Uh, the name, Meineke was the place uh, I questioned. Their estimate was, uh, you know, for parts, they would, they want to put tie rod ends, ball, ball joints upper. They wanted uh, $1,200. I took it to a mom-and-pop joint. The guy said 180 bucks for alignment. Oh, my God. And, now, yeah. guys. One sounds too low, one sounds too high. What's wow. going on? He couldn't have had those ball joints he didn't have, yeah, for that. There's no way you got the ball joints and, and tie rod ends and alignment done for $180. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that's what Meineke estimated my car needed. Oh, uh, and then the other guy said you didn't need all that? Right. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, Meineke could still be right. You don't know. Or the other guy could be right. I mean, how do you, why do you think this guy's right? Well, I don't know. I'm not a mechanic. You know what I mean? How well, many places do I take it? Well, you take it to people I know and trust. 
I don't know what else to tell you. That's the only thing you can do. But that's a big, big discrepancy. However, uh, Meineke and these other shops that are franchises like this or company-owned, they encourage sales. And they may do it on the slightest hint of a recommendation as opposed to it's mandatory. How do you guys sit on this? Go ahead, Al. Well, those are common items that do go out on vehicles. No doubt about it. And it depends. What kind of vehicle do we have? What kind of miles are on this thing? Uh, 150,000. It's an old one Durango. Yeah, very common on those. Those tie rods do go out. They're being banged up by these roads. Okay, it's not uncommon. Somebody that's good at what they do should be able to put that car up on a rack and show you the test. It's really simple. I can put a car up. I can grab the wheel. I move from side to side, and I can show you that. I then lift and pry the top of the ball joint, and I can show you the movement. Right. Excessive movement. The problem with that is it will break. And when that ball joint breaks, those are the cars you see on the side of the highway with the tire leaning into the car. That's what happened there. And unfortunately, you can never tell you when it's going to happen. And so you need to know for sure because you don't have clarity right now. So Go check and play third place. Get it, get it looked at by professionals that will show you. I want to know that these are good or bad. Show me. Okay. Don't, don't hand them the original laundry list, though. Don't. don't yeah. Know. You're, you're, you're right. Yeah. I just thought it was weird. A thousand dollar difference. Yeah. And and the bulgers in the front of those cars, those are the ones that I believe were riveted in those. It takes a little bit extra labor. That's probably five hundred bucks for those ball joints. It's, yeah. it's not far off, five to six. And then the tire run ends. Are no, probably, it's not the price as much yeah, as it is. Yeah. Did he need it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of hitting on on what those numbers. What do you numbers. think? Did he need it or not? Yeah, just what's your gut? My gut says yes. Yeah. Those vehicles need it. Those cars come in with loose suspensions. They start wandering on a highway and stuff. That's usually a sign. Okay, thank you. Thank you, man. 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Okay, um, so what do you think? We got a number here. They say we'll answer. It's one of these. Is it an IRS one? Which one is it? Or just a scam? Do we know? Suzanne, do we know what that number is? IRS, got it. I'm sorry. I should have looked closer. Let me see. If we... Sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't. Mark says we never get them anymore. He's tired of it. They kind of know our number or something. Heavy sound effects. Or they know it's not coming from their uh, victim. Hello, IRS. They just hung right up. Was that you? Oh, that was you, you creep. He says, hello, IRS. So that didn't answer. Why do people say these yeah, answer? They because they call them from their home phone number. That's they do log that stuff. They I know, think it's don't they? Electronic. One more time. Try they know. Time. By the way, call us, people. 303-713-TALK. 303-713-8255. Let us know about scams, problems, complaints. Drop a dime on somebody. Give an on-air review. Plug your business if you think you're special. Al, full transparency. Hold on. Let's see. Huh. Hold on. Don't say IRS. Oh, this might be. Maybe, maybe we'll get through. United States Treasury, how can I I uh, was told to call this number. They said that, uh, I don't know, something about an audit. Okay, and can I have the reference ID number? Do you get any reference ID number with you? There was a number on it? I, I don't have it in front of me. I'm at my office. All right, can I have your name to pull up your record? Yes, my name is Tim Martin. 
And what's your zip code? My zip code is 80209. 80209, right? 80202, wait, 80209, yeah, that's it, 80209, yes. Okay, and you say your first name is G-I-M, Tim? Tim, T-I-M, Timothy, Tim. T-I-M. Okay. Just give me a quick moment. Let okay. Me pull up your racket. Thank you so much. No problem. Tim, do you have any middle name? Do I have a middle name? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Gordon. Gordon? Gordon, yeah. All right. Well, may, may, maybe my wife was wrong when she said that I needed to call you. Okay, just can I have your current address? Yes. It's uh, 7600 mm -hmm. Landmark Way, Greenwood Village. But that's not, now my zip code there is different than here. You asked for my zip code, I gave you my office zip yes, code. No, your current zip code, sir. That's 80111, that's, the, I'm sorry, 80111. 80111, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think, I'm, I'm I think I know what it's about, but I was hoping they didn't call. I haven't filed. I'm going to be honest with you. I've not filed. Yes, for. Sir. I haven't filed for five years. Okay. But I have a reason. Does it matter? Okay. You tell me the reason, sir. Okay. I'm undergoing some mental health treatment. And a, a okay. lot of my money went there. And, um, okay. and Tom told me not to. Tom is my okay. other personality. Shut up. Hey, t t wait, wait, wait. Tom was said not to talk, Jim. Shut up, Jim. You're a big mouth. Don't talk to the IRS. But see, and this is what I'm getting treatment for because okay. Tom keeps telling me not to file. I told you, Jim, don't talk to the feds. Anyway, and I think that I should come clean. Okay. So as so so here's what I'm doing. I'm calling to confess, even though Tom, the other part of my personality, listen, it's nothing new. This dual personality thing I've been battling for five years. That's why I haven't been filing. Mm -hmm. Listen, give me that phone, damn it! Get out of here, Tim. Um, do you see what I have to put up with? So all I want to do is I don't want a divorce, and I promised my wife that I would call and make this right. I met my wife at a support group. She has the same condition. She's both a slut and a librarian. And sometimes when Tim gets with the slut, it doesn't work, but Tom loves her. And then sometimes the house, the, the librarian, uh, and I get together, and she's not so much a librarian.
But anyway, to, to make a long story short, the four of us are having issues. And the therapist is trying to decide which ones we should be. And so I haven't filed, but if I did, I'd probably have a big refund because of all the medical bills. Anyway, okay. anyway, I got to go because the slut's calling me. Anyway, we got more coming up. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK. All right, Linda, what's happening? You have a good question, by the way, Linda. Hi, um, I have a 2007 Hummer H3, and I took it in to a dealer because my um, tire pressure monitor system uh, was reset a couple times, but it keeps coming on. So they told me that they were all, you know, needed to be replaced, and um, they said the cost would be $949. Does that sound a little high, or is that normal? How, for four tires, this sounds high to me. I don't know yeah, where are they. Yeah, that does sound. That I sounds wondered, way high. I wonder if they're t- possibly doing something beyond the tires or wheels. Did they give you an estimate? Did they say a controller? No, he, this is for a tire pressure monitor, uh, right. you know, sensors to be replaced. Yeah, right. The sensors are in the rims, and then the, si- oh, okay. the system is red. No, that was it's all. A, That's all I took yeah, it in for. Yeah, it's a radio frequency that basically is picked up inside the vehicle by a control unit, and it Basically, that's what displays on your dash. So it does seem quite high. And Way high. How yeah. much was it? I didn't hear. 949 at, at Mike Maroney in Colorado Springs. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have it done. That's, so that's good. So that's good. Go to Discount Tire. They do those there. Get a quote from oh, them. Okay. Yeah, get a okay, quote I'll from them. Okay, I'll try them then. Yeah. Thank you. I just think it sounds too high. Okay, so hold on now. Um, Nick, you have uh, an F2, uh, 150. What's going on? We only have a minute. What's happening, sir? Oh, uh, yeah, I got an F-150 2010. I bought it a year ago, 127,000 miles, and it's always had this rear-end uh, slam on downshift on highway speeds. So if I'm cruising along in cruise control or not, and I apply a little bit of gas, it'll slam into gear. Uh, the faster you're going, the harder it is. When it first happened, I mean, I, it literally feels like you're being rear-ended. See, that scares me a little. Yeah, though, the, have that you sounds checked like the, a loose axle or have something Have you checked serious. the drive line on this thing? Make sure the U-joints and everything is good, the yokes. I mean, that could be something very serious. If you have a slam forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I had it checked out, and they replaced the pinion gear, and that did not resolve it. Oh, it doesn't sound like that's the problem. Well, I, I, what does he do? It's serious enough that you just need to take it to an... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.